Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. Today's show is sponsored by, I'm spitting, theilliteratemillionaire.com. Theilliteratemillionaire.com. What is it? Well, it's a course that is instructed by Brian Karp. Who's Brian Karp? Well, he was on the show the other day. He is the real estate mogul entrepreneur who's making over seven figures a year selling real estate. This course... This course is targeted, let me read from here, targeted for entrepreneurs, real estate agents, brokers, but also great for anyone who wants to increase their sales. This man, Brian Carp, is a monster. Okay? I'm going to do this take again. Fuck. I got to quicker than this. Slower, quicker, more efficient. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. Today's show is sponsored by the illiteratemillionaire.com. What is that? Well, it's a sales course instructed by Brian Carp. Brian Carp, as you know, is on the show here, makes over seven figures a year selling real estate. The course is designed for entrepreneurs, real estate agents, brokers. It's also great for anyone who wants to increase their sales. If you go to illiteratemillionaire.com, the course you will see is $3,000. But if you punch in the promo code TJCS, you instantly get $500 off this course. Again, just look up Brian Karp. See what kind of man this person is, what kind of entrepreneur, how much money this guy is making. He gives away all of his secrets, every single thing, just in this course alone. But you have to use the promo code TJCS to get the $500 off. Also, the show is brought to you by MyPillow.com, the infamous Mike Lindell. Go over to MyPillow.com. Again, same promo code, TJCS. You get up to 66% off of your cart. What do I mean by that? Throw in everything. Throw in the Giza sheets, the pillows. Throw in the slippers, the bathroom robe, the towels, the dog beds, whatever it is. At the end, you put in promo code TJCS like that. 66% off. Again, MyPillow.com. Now, for today's guest, I'm going to say this right off the top. It's a controversial guest, controversial topics. His name is Mink Johnson. I love this guy. He was on the show maybe five or six years ago. He's making a return here. Again, if you do not want to listen to any controversy, any type of controversial topics, the show's not for you. But if you stick around and you watch what this man has to say, I'm telling you, it'll be worth your while. So with that being said, let me introduce to you Mink Johnson. All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's if you've been through what I've been through, you'd be crazy too. You'd be crazy. So make sure you're talking to the mic. Mink. How What's are up? you? Hey, I'm doing good, baby. Doing Welcome good. back to the show. It's been five, almost six years since that too first. Too long. That, too long, man. It, it, it's too long. What you been doing? <laughs> what you been doing? And why you ain't been calling me? <laughs> so so what I do is like, you know, some people that may not know who you are, you know, they, they, they don't know anything about you. I like to ask a couple of questions just so they get a little flavor. Okay. Of who Mink is. So one of the things I like asking is, when you go to the diner, what do you like? What's your go-to order? What do you do? Steak. 
Steak and eggs. That's my <laughs> that's my go to order. Steak and eggs. When I go to a diner. That now, is when some I go to shit steak at that diner though, no? But when I go to a regular restaurant, I go get the salmon. You like the salmon? I love the salmon. Yeah, I'm a big salmon I'm guy. A salmon too. guy. Yeah, but, but, but when we go to the diner, we we do steak and eggs. When you do steak and eggs, you get a one sauce or what yes, do you I do ketchup. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? I don't do the ketchup thing on the steak. I don't know who does that, but not me. What about at a barbecue? Right? Are you a hot dog or you a hamburger guy? I'm a hamburger guy. All day long. All day. You don't fuck with a hot dog? I fuck with a hot dog once in a while, but I'm a I'm a hamburger man. Okay. So now another question I want to ask you: You watch porn? Uh is my wife going to <laughs> Yeah, you know. But, Yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch porn, but I watch chicks twerking. You like that? That gets yeah. you, that gets I mean, you going? That, that, that's, I don't really want to see another dick, you know what I mean, with well, that's porn. What, no, I can't do that either. I can't do that. I can't. But I will watch a chick twerk all day. Well, the thing is with the porn, though, with me, I got to watch a certain type. It's got to be POV. The point of view, so you don't see the guy's dick. Oh, okay, okay. at all, and that's I, like soft porn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so no, no. But all you do is see the girl, and a lot of times it's got to be doggy style for me too, because I got to see what's going on. I got to see how that thing is packaged oh, okay, and everything. Okay. So you're not a porn guy though at nah, all. I, nah, I mean I used to be, but then twerking, like that's that's what I cheat on Pam with. You could jerk off the twerking? No, no, I can't. I could jerk off the Pam. You so <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Shit, I can't jerk off the. How old are you? Fifty two. I'll be fifty three in a couple of days. So fifty fifty two, and so you're done. You did, did you jerk off back in the day, or is it yeah. just that? And, and all of a sudden you what started getting older. What man don't jerk off? I know, but I'm saying as you gotten older though, is it is it slowed down for you? Like no, what is it? you married, motherfucker. I jerk off every other day. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. Oh, I know. You know, I'm, we still get it in in the bedroom, but sometimes, you know, I wake up and she ain't there. I know. I wake up with morning wood, and you know, I gotta put it to sleep. I know you do. I know. And then when they say no in the morning, they don't realize. Listen, man, this is gonna make or break my day. Wait, here. wait, Pam, don't say no, bro. We call that morning glory. Oh, you do. Yes, we is do. that something that you had to establish? You know, up front. There's no nose here. No, no, no. It was just that we both horny motherfuckers. So she seen the pole and I seen the hole and we went in. <laughs> I told my wife, I call her for JJ Moonshine. And she called my dick, Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory. You What's know that? They, that's a liquor. Just like Moonshine. I said, so when we go in and get fucked up. We're going to be nice and right. Yeah. Now, is there still passion involved? Because with me and my girl, Red, right, it's more like, hey, it's almost, you want to go in the bedroom? Yeah. You want to do this? There's it's no like, more throwing her up against the wall and uh, hot nah, passion. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I pick her up and I put her into the bedroom. There's none of that. Nah, with me and Pam, it's different. Like, I had to talk to my wife like, babe, why do I always got to ask for the pussy? Why don't you beg for the dick sometime? You know yeah. what I mean? Makes you feel good if they were. So now that's what she do. I could be laying down and she just come grab my balls. <laughs> hey, I'll see you anxious. <laughs> so 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 let me ask you though something with that though. Cause I you know that's I like that's, that. I that's like big that. though when when they don't. Cause for me, I gotta tell you, if my girl's not asking for it, then they start thinking yeah. like, you know, am I not good enough? Nah. You're not attracted to me, or I you think, not I think when you be with a person for so long, you know, and then like we stay at home with her mom, so she does a lot. 
She worked two jobs, then she come home and cook and got to deal with her mother. So she kind of tired when we get to the bed. Wait, you her mother lives with you guys? Yeah. We went back. We moved back with her mom because she's 85. She, she can't make now, it. Listen, you got to do that. Yeah. And I understand. That's, that's part of life. Yeah. You know, but, we don't believe in the nursing home thing. I know. I, I agree with you. Yeah, we don't a, believe in a, that. A thousand percent with that. But that changes the dynamic of what's going on in the crib. No, it doesn't. No? Nah, she 85. So she's hanging out in her room the whole she, time? That's it. She's staying where she stay at. And <laughs> we can fuck all over the house. And mama won't even know. Won't smell it or nothing. <laughs> but she can't walk right. Every time she take a few couple of steps, she falls, you know. She 85. She got bad knees. She don't want to have no surgery because you know, this uh, age. Uh, well, you know knee. what it is when you get to that age. It's like... I get under. Am I gonna come back? Yeah. Am I gonna go? Am I gonna wake up? Or and she's in that point right now where she always talking about. I see death. How you see death? Take care of my girls, man. I feel like I ain't gonna be here tomorrow. I said, man, you don't know when you gonna die. That's God's job. You ain't God. Oh, it's shorty. So you don't know. You just feeling depressed. Stop feeling like that. Tell us a little bit about who Mink is. Like you know, give us a little background about you. Where you grew up, where are you from? Give us a little something. I grew up in Brooklyn until the age I was 16. My mother caught cancer. My mother's name was Geraldine Johnson. She caught cancer when I was 16. And she never even seen none of my kids born. I I went to school in Brooklyn, then I moved to Queens. Excuse me. Before my mother died, she found out in 85 she had cancer in January. November 16th, she died that year. The following January, my first son was born. My first kid was born. I was 16. You were 16 years old? 16. And my first son was born. He's 36 now. My son is 36. How now. was that? It was, At 16, right? Here you are. All your friends are hanging out. I mean, we're, we're not talking 21. Nah. You know, 16 years old. And now you have a kid. Explain what that is. It was like, I didn't even know responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't start calling me dad till he was 10. He called me Vincent. Vincent. That's my real name, you know, Vincent. And I went with that. Like, I didn't really care if he called me dad or not. I knew I was his father and I knew I was taking care of him. But it just didn't seem like he had to call me dad. At 16 years old, you, you probably, to be honest with you, Let's really, let's call it what it is. And this is probably what I would think. You didn't want to be called dad at 16. I swear I didn't. Right? You should have heard what I said when his mother told me she was pregnant. She came to me and said, Vincent, now we're we're in high school. Now, was this your steady? No, no. This was just one of your fly-by-nights? This was like... 16! This happened. I met her that day. <laughs> I can't even tell. I, I hope my son don't listen to this. He, he think his mother's a little skanky, but she wasn't. I met her that day. We was bugged down, and we we got into it. And then, like two, three weeks later, she was like, "I'm missing my period." I said, "Well, go to class." <laughs> didn't even think. Fuck? I didn't shit. even think I, I got you. She said, "No, not that period. My menstrual." I said, whoa, 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 "What?" What are you talking about, your menstrual? She said, I'm pregnant. She was 14. 14 years old. And I was 16. And she was bigger than me. <laughs> she was bigger than me, bruh. I was a small, skinny dude. She was kind of thick. You know, we got it. 
But I never denied my son. I never said it wasn't mine. I never said, yo, you bugging or somebody else's. That's his baby. No, I never did that. My mother died, and that's what I felt I had to grab onto, my son. Well, you, so when the kid is born at 16 years old, you're still going to high, you're still going to high school, yeah, right? You don't I have a job? Walmart. No. So who's taking care of the kid? Uh, his mother, his grandmother, and my father would contribute too. Because he was like, you know, my son, they just felt like I was going through a rough path because my mother died in November. And here it is, I'm a parent in January. You know, they were just like, it's too much for him. So they, they helped. My sisters and them helped. How were you as a father? At, I mean, I'm come on, 16 years old. I, I mean, I'm not going to judge you at all, whatever you... However, I guess I is, was a good father because he's still talking to me. He's still <laughs> talking to you. He still loved me, man. We still, we vibe. He the oldest. He had my love the longest. And I, I, I rock with him. You know what I mean? I talk to him. My daughters, my all, my all my kids. I talk to them. Did you ever sit there though, and you know, you, you sit there and say to yourself, "Man, I, I, of course I want my kid. I don't want to ever not have the kid. I don't want him not to be there." But do you feel like, in a way, that you got deprived of your childhood because you had to raise a kid? Not at all. Not at all. Not when I see what he become today. You know what I mean? He's a good kid, like your daughter. She Alabama. Doing her thing. How you feel about that? Yeah, no, and I and I yeah. and my wasn't planned either. But my, yeah. my, I was twenty five. You were, which is still young. Yeah, I was still having not kids married. Too. I was still having kids too. Then at twenty five, <laughs> I got five now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got five kids. And I, I, I just been fucking for a long time. That's all. You know. You I mean? you said something before which I didn't know before we started the show because you're talking about your mother. And you said your mother was white. Yeah, white and Indian. My grandfather was white as you. His name was Cliff, and my grandmother was Indian, short, short, bro. I don't see how they hooked up, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah. when my grandmother died, she had hair down to her ankles, and she was short. Eighty-six, she died. So, do you consider yourself that you have your parents, grandparents that are white? Do you consider yourself white? Sometimes, sometimes I do. Like when, when, uh... when, like when my <laughs> boys and them come around, they hear me listen to, to people like um. My man that made that song "Bed on Fire." What's what's his name? Be, um, "Bed on Fire." Yeah, twins, something twins. What's his name? Well, Eric, you want to look that up real quick? Yeah. It's, it's a nice white dude. Sing his ass off. Something twins. I forgot his name. Cause you don't look white at all. No, but You're as black as black can be. Right but here it is. Like I don't give a fuck if I hear a white person that say right? nigga. That guy right there? Yes, yes. Who is his Teddy name? Teddy Sims. Teddy Sims, okay. Beautiful. Swims. Swims, yes. He, he sings. Now, he white. You know what I mean? I like music like that. You grew up on him? No. I, he oh. just, he's just coming out. I you just, think, oh, he's just coming, he's new? Yeah. And you think because of your, you have a white back, I mean, I listen to blood. Google Dolls and shit like that. People I ain't supposed to be listening to. I you think back. it's because you're white, not because of what your parents grew up listening to? You I just think it's because you got white jeans in you? Yes, I believe I take to that side. You know what I mean? Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Like, what black people you know like AC? I like AC. You black. like air conditioning? Yeah, I Speaking like of such, maybe yeah. we'll put it back on. I like AC. Now, most people like, black people like sun. 
I like to be at the beach. I like to do that shit too, but I also like to be cool. I thought black people don't like really going to the beach because, you know, whenever I'm wearing black clothing, it gets real hot and everything. Yeah. So my black skin would make me think that that's why black people wouldn't want to be in the sun a lot. Nah, that's what you're saying. Black, that's a myth. Black people love sun. That They hate the winter. Black people hate winter. Snow is like, they nemesis. Oh, fuck, it's snowing outside. I can't go out. They hate. Black people hate snow. Summertime, they love it. Well, you were about to say something about the N-word you said. You said that you don't care that white people... I don't care if I, if I hear a white person say nigga, nigga, because I hang around black people. They say it to each other all the time. How you gonna get mad at a white man calling you a nigga when you saying nigga right in front of him to your man? My thing is, is this, my and that whole thing with the word is, these rappers... Right? Which I love rap. Yeah. They're saying it all the time, and where are they getting all their money from? And they can pay for that. For who? Majority. White people. White, White people. people buy that shit. Yeah. So now you got these kids with the headphones on all day long, because that's what everybody's doing and now. And then right? black people get in. mad when they sing a song. When they sing a song with the N-word in it. It's just the most ridiculous thing that I've ever Yo, heard Yo, you can't life. say niggas. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. But Give why me. do you think if, okay, being a black American and white, you know, but why do you think that that's the case? Why do they have to hold on? Why do black people want to hold on to the word like it's theirs and they don't want anything else? Because to me, to be honest with you, I think it kind of degrades you that, gotta ask uh, black the black people. community. You got to ask black people, what is a nigga? Well, I, I still don't know what a nigga is. I, you want to hold that down? You want to own that? What is that? What is a nigga? It's a name that some people came up with before any of us was born. The fuck? Generations ago. I'm, who knows what that mean? What what does nigga mean? So black people took it and was like, fuck it. We're going to own that. We're going to wear this. What up, nigga? No. If you don't want nobody calling you nigga besides black people, you got to stop calling it. You got to stop doing that. It's all right for another black person to call you a nigga, but nobody else an agent or nothing. Kind of almost as if, to be honest with you, what we, what we see, you said this before too, one of the things you were like, you said, fuck Black Lives Matter before we started. Yeah. I want to talk about Black Lives Matter. You were, like, you were on and you like, because no Black Lives Matter is around on black on black crime. None. Do you see them on the news? Do you see anybody? Only when a cop, a white cop shoots a black man, black lives jump in it. Oh, when George Floyd got, when that situation happened with George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, you couldn't stop hearing about these people. It was all the way in China. You seen people holding signs, Black Lives Matter, in China when George Floyd got killed. What now, do you think that is? Why, why do you think that that's the case, though? Like, why do you think that they come only for that, but they don't care at all about, say, what's going on in Chicago? Yeah. Or what's going on yeah, in Baltimore? Yeah, look at Chicago. Oakland. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Black on black crime is ridiculous all over. But Black Lives Matter only see when white cops kill a black person. And that's not right. But that's why do you right. think why do you think that is being a black American, right? I don't know if you guys you know, when you're hanging out with other blacks, your friends, I don't know what your inner circles are or whatnot, but does it ever get brought up, hey man, what are we doing? Nah. Yo, let me tell you something, Joe. To be honest with you, I'm like, I think different. I think different. I'm not saying I'm better or I'm just different. Like the other day I was driving the box truck and I'm on my phone and I see police, state troopers. I see them see me on the phone. Oh, when you do, when that happens. So that's like, oh man. Yeah. So I see him slow down. I said, oh, she getting ready to jump behind me. So 
There you go. Lights come on. Boom. Now I know I'm wrong. So soon as he come up to the window, he goes, do you know why I pull you over? Immediately. I, yes, sir. I was on my phone. Now, I fucked his bump. I yeah. fucked his head up. Because he thinking I'm going to be like, no, why you pull me over? No, sir. I, I, yes, you seen me on the phone. I was <clears throat> I was on my GPS following the car. And he left me. I just wanted to make sure I knew where I was going. So he said, by you being honest, I'm going to send you to the good court on exit 58 on the LIE. You know that courthouse? Yep. I love that because you get to talk to the DA before you do anything. Yeah, they'll negotiate. You, yeah, you can make deals. So I went right in. They said, go take a five-hour course and pay this fine. And that's it. And we'll dismiss it. And that's what I did for being honest. I don't play with police. I know. I'm 52. I know what it is. They, they most important thing is to make it home. So I'm going to make sure if we interact, you're going home. Yeah. <laughs> you're going in your car, and so am I. So I, I know I'm blacks, but I don't get scared when police pull me over anything because I know how to handle myself. I know how to conduct myself with the law. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see white or black. That's the law. But that wasn't always the case in your life, though, right? You nah. didn't always see that. I know I no. don't want to fuck with the law. Yeah. Talk to us about, let's talk about that because you did that when you were on the last time. Let's talk about that New Year's Eve incident. If you could go back to that day, tell us what was going on. Start the whole day. So, right? It's New Year's Eve. You wake up. Start, give us the... It was 2000, New Year's. I was asleep when the ball dropped. I woke up around 1230. So you... Wait, wait. You... You're in your house. You didn't watch the ball drop. This mm -mm. is, and you said this is the year 2000. 2000. Yeah. So you didn't watch the ball drop. That's not something that that excites you at all. Yeah, but I was asleep. I was tired. I worked that day. Okay. So I came home. I was working for the town of Huntington. I get up early in the morning. I had to be to work at 4:30 to one o'clock. You know, that's just when you get up that early, you get tired early. Like nine. Your schedule's gone. Yeah, yeah you're nine. off. So and I got I got uh, two more kids now. So I got three kids. <laughs> it's 4.30. I was just like, ah, whatever. I'm going to sleep. But I woke up. And a tradition amongst black people is if you got an illegal gun, the best time to shoot it is on New Year's and the 4th of July. Because that's when they think it was fireworks. You know what I mean? That's how black people think. Now, every fucking day is fireworks in New York. Every oh, day. every day it's like that. It's now. like that. Yeah. So... I wake up, and I'm, oh, shit, it's 2000 millennium, and the computers are still going. That was the Y2K yes, yes. So I'm like, ah, we good. We made it through. Ah, let me go shoot my gun. So I go in. I got two guns in the house at the time. I Wait a second. So let's, let's right there, because I want to ask you this. Why two guns? What are you doing? at? So how old are you at that time? It's 2000. 30. You're around 30-something, 30 right? 30. 30 years old. Why does a 30-year-old man on Long Island need two guns at that time? Because nine years prior to that, it was a home invasion with me and my best friend. He got shot 13 times, I got shot five times. I seen how easy that was for these people to get away with this shit. So I just wanted to make sure I would never get caught in that situation so, again. So give me, let's, let's go back to that day, nine years. So now we're, we're in- 91. 91, right? Whatever you're doing, Obviously, oh, I'm in the drug game hard, oh, baby. I'm in the drug game. Me and my man, we selling ounces a day. Ounces and of what? Coke. And and twenties. It's like fifties. You know, we selling the ounce. We making like nineteen hundred a day a piece. 
Cash. Cash. No taxes taken out. New no Jack nothing. City style. Yes. And this shit is going on. It's like... How would you feel in that, that, that time? So now you're around 21 years old. 22. 22 get, years old. I'm getting old, money. And you're getting money. I'm taking care of my children. And I'm with my best friend. My best friend is 6'4", 3'10". We holding each other down. He don't have a kid yet. You know, his baby mother's pregnant. Where are you guys? What town is this in? Greenlaw, Huntington. So you're in Huntington, right? So it's just a regular day, though. You you guys are... you. This is... At that this moment in time, you, yeah. you're making money. We you got the product. You're waking up late. Coke was cheap then. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, ladies in and out, right? Wasn't no dope. Wasn't no heroin back then. Wasn't no pills. Fentanyl. Wasn't none of that. Wasn't no Roxy's, no Oxy's, no Xanax. None of that. It was just Coke and crack. You know what I mean? And I didn't fuck with the crack. I fuck with cocaine because it's a different clientele. People that sniff coke don't want you, don't want their business in the street. So they'll beep you or call you. You come see them on a private note. Give me a hundred. What was a- your beeping number like to, <laughs> to let everybody know who you, it was mink beeping you. Everybody had a code. Yeah, uh, 04. <laughs> 04. That was the money code. <laughs> Over, I see that shit. Oh, that's money. Yeah, yeah. So, but I also knew it was private, cause I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't on the street with it. Was your clientele mainly black or was it white? Was it mixed? What was it? Was it was working people. How about money? Yeah, it was work. Uh, we call them um, functional addicts, because they work and they party, but they was able to pay for. It was no credit. It was like it was yeah, no Venmo. Yeah, no, no none of that. Zelle. None no of that. nothing. It's cash money. That was it. So, me and my boy was getting it. So you, so yeah. So I wanted to, so yeah. just to get you back on track. So, so you guys are hanging out at the house. No. So, this is like uh, on Wednesdays. It was like a two for one thing at the bar. So we at the bar. It's uh not two for one coke deal. No, no. You're not the you, drinks. Uh, the drinks. Okay, because okay, I thought. But maybe. that's where when during the Wednesdays that was our spot to sell coke. Was the bar boozes? So, oh, cause here they, cause that's the thing. That's the Once thing. Once you start boozing up Once a little bit, you start drinking. Now you, you need wanna, to, uh, uh, to wake me up. Uh, you need to wake me up. You know, and now I was. They know 04 was the wake up. <laughs> <laughs> when you text 04, you wanted to wake the fuck up. I'm coming. I Did got you cut the, the coke? No, no, it was good coke. Like, yeah. what would you rate the Coke? Coke, t- like, 10 from... Right now, this Coke is bullshit. The Coke that's yeah. right now on the street. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that shit. But, so, so let's say that's the, the, the zero, or one, or one, right? The yeah. Coke that's now. What was your Coke? 20. Really? Yeah, because... High octane. You gotta, you gotta think, 85, the, the, the shit was $23 a gram. $22 a gram. It was, the Coke was good. And cheap. And cheap. And you could make a lot of money off it. You know what I mean? Because I was selling grams for $100. $100 grams. So I was making $2,800 off an ounce. Like that. Now, when you break it down with the, the crack, you, you lose sometimes. You make like 22 or 18 something like that. Because you know you got to give deals. Crackheads never come with all the right money. What about you, though? Were you doing a little coke, a little here yeah, and there? Yeah, I stay was up? married. You had to stay up, too, right? I was married to cocaine, man. Oh, that was really? my bitch. Really? <laughs> yeah. So you would do it... On the regular? Nah, no, I was a weekend warrior. Like, during the week, I wouldn't fuck with it because I worked. And I had to get up too early. Because coke make you stay up, man. I don't give a fuck who you are. And you can't have sex. I, can't, I couldn't fuck. When I, when, whenever I, 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 did, I, I did coke one night or whatever it was, Any, I, you know, I wasn't doing it on a regular. Anything but. over a gram and a half, your dick is staying in your stomach. 
You you just party. You looking at a bitch like in three hours I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. But not right now. And it's now. no Viagra then or nothing, nothing like that. Nothing. Your dick is limp. It's over. But I found out if you if you able to go to sleep for fifteen minutes. You're good. Oh, okay. You're good. You'll wake up with the Woody. You know what <laughs> I mean? I found that out. But so, so go ahead. So so now so you at the bar, it's two for so, one nights. Go ahead. So so we run out of coke. Right? We run out of coke. Yeah, we because we you don't take everything to the bar. Oh, okay. I you know what, what I mean? you're saying. You, you take a package, we sold a package. So we jump in the car. We go home to re up. But we see these two girls. We like, yo, what's up? We right back. They was like, yo, let's hook up. So I was like, oh, shit, we about to fuck country and our cousin. So we get to the crib. We go in the house. We get the coke. We come out all something. We here. Freeze. I turn to the left. I see white people. I see white people. They said freeze. Freeze, right? So see, you would think, I, I'm thinking when I hear freeze. Police, it's police. Yeah. Police. But I... I'm 22, and none. This shit never happened to me, so I'm I'm clueless. I'm like freeze, who the fuck? So then two of them run up on my man. Like I tell you, six four, three ten. It's a big dude. Yeah, they start pistol whipping him. Get over here, man. Dude, hit me, boom. So I look at my friend, and I see it in his face. This this ain't gonna go right, cause he always said, if motherfucker pull a gun on me, you gonna have to use it, and. Lo and behold, it's two motherfuckers with guns on you. So as we walking through the, they forced us back in the crib. Because they want, they was in the backyard looking. So they seen we had coke and shit. They wanted it. What are you thinking at that time? Are you thinking, take the coke, get out of here? Are you trying to nah, mitigate yo, it as much as possible? Or are I'm you saying, saying I'm going to fuck them up? I'm not saying nothing. I'm are just, you scared? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because this shit is happening too fast. I don't know. I'm... I'm in shock before I go into shock. You understand? I'm like, yep. oh shit, this shit, what? And then when they hit me, if I realized what was going on, oh shit, they stick up kids. I said, oh shit, we being robbed. So as the two dudes is taking my friend through the door, I just hear him yell. Ah! He punches one of them. The other dude starts shooting. He got shot like eight times. Your friend got shot yeah. like eight times. But we can't see it because the whole house is black. How close are you to this guy? Close it. Now I'm talking about in relationship wise. Oh, that's my brother. I got him on my arm right here. Okay, Eric so Scott, my guardian okay. angel. Yeah. Okay. That's my brother. We. Because now you hear that he's shot. That's a whole now mindset. Now it's like so you you could be scared for yourself, but now you know your friend, your boy, is in danger. So the dude he hit, he knocked out. He goes sliding down the wall. You hear him. You hear him sliding down the wall, but his friend started opening up. Blah, blah, blah. When he started opening up, it woke him up. Because he was knocked out. It woke him up. And he started shooting. So I turned to the guy that had me. I was like, yo, whatever y'all want. And I was close. He was, we was closer than we are. He just shot me with a 357 in my hip. Boom. Threw me. And I didn't even feel the other four bullets into my body. I just knew when I hit the ground. I was shot more than once. How does the, you know, obviously I've never been shot. For people that have never been shot, explain Oh, uh, bro, it's the worst. First thing you do is go into shock. Like, I felt it go through my whole body when it hit me because it, it blew away my hip. So that shit went down my leg, up my, you know. Like a burning feel. I'm like, oh, not even burning yet. Not even burning yet. It do burn. The hottest shit in the world 
is that fucking lead when it hits that it, bullet. When it hits your body, it's fucking hot. I say it had to be 110 degrees in the house after I got shot. Now, that's five. My man got shot 13. Where else did you get shot in your body? Both legs. Both legs. You're lucky. My friend got shot 12 times in his legs, one time in his back, and he bled out. That's how he died. He got hit in the artery. And it's another thing, too. There's no cell phones, right? In 91. So you don't, it's not like you have something that's just accessible. Now you got to find something. And here's the funny thing. We 10 feet from the precinct, the second precinct. We, we, next block was the precinct. So after it happened, after I got shot. Oh, you're in a pickle now, really, to be honest with you, because you got coke. What was the whole thing going on? You're going to walk to the precinct? No. Exactly. So listen. So, the, my, Eric, my best friend, his girlfriend lived there too. She was in the bedroom when all of this shit was going down. She hid behind the dresser. So after they ran out, we called her Hope, Hope. So she come out, oh my God, what happened? So Eric told her, get the coke. So she got the coke. Shot nine times, get the coke. No, he shot 13 times. 13 times, and he says, get the coke. Yeah, because he knew. He knew, <laughs> motherfucker, this is going to be over, and I don't want to have to face court. You know? Mm. So, Hope did the craziest shit in the world. She had the coke with her the whole time in the precinct, everything. She put the coke in her pocketbook, then she had to go down to the precinct to do the interview. Yeah, to testify, whatever, to give a statement. She got two ounces of coke in her pocketbook, nervous, but they can't go through it. You know what I mean? They know she a victim, too. So, they asked me, Vinny, where the bad guys? I said, they left. Now, I can't move because my hip blown away now the shit I'm starting to get hot like oh my fucking god what's going on I can't take it it's like 110 degree Eric walks by me with 13 in him he took his pants off so he's real light he's got 12 shots in his legs and he's now walking by you yeah but he's not like walking like we walk he's like staggering his eyes is closed you know he was on his death way you know what I mean? What about you? I was on the ground. I couldn't Yeah, move. but what I'm saying, though, were you thinking this is it for me? No. Not at all. Never no. crossed your mind. No. Are you praying? Yeah. Is God coming? Do you do you start talking to God? Like, so, What are you doing at that point? Yo, bro, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. And then I pass out from loss of blood. But I pass out in a sitting up position. Like, this leg is straight. This one is behind me, and I'm like this. And I pass out. So... The paramedics moved my leg, and that's what woke me up. Oh, shit. Uh, they was like, Mr. Johnson, you ain't getting no blood to your foot. We might have to amputate. Yo, right then, I grabbed the motherfucking paramedic by his shirt. I said, I don't give a fuck if I got to drag my shit. You ain't got permission to cut it off. Ooh. That's from, that's from that getting shot. That's from me getting shot. That's like a piece of... Like a whole piece of skin. That's for me getting shot. You should see up here. Oh shit! What? Because they had to, I had to get a skin graft. So they put me on the stretcher. That's a chunk of skin out of your leg Bruh, right there. Let me tell, let me tell you what happened. So they couldn't get Eric on the stretcher because he's three ten. So it took him a while, and then they finally got him. He died two hours later because he bled out. It hit an artery. They couldn't stop the bleeding. So, they get Eric, they, they push him out. 
They take them to Hunter's Hospital. Now, I'm being put in a ambulance. Now, for some reason, I'm up the whole ride to the hospital. I know where we at. I'm coherent. I'm just bugging because this shit happened. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. I can't believe I just got shot, me and Eric. This shit is crazy. So we get to the hospital. Now, when you get shot, first thing the paramedics do is they strip you right there, take off everything, because they need to know where you shot at. So everything came off, my underwear, my shorts, and they put me in a blanket. I guess they did the same thing with Eric. I don't know. He was outside. I was inside. So when we get to the hospital, they go to take the blanket off. I hear the nurse yell. My God, what is that? One of the bullets during the the uh, ambulance ride came out and was in the blanket. Ugh. So the cop was like, "Don't touch it. We are gonna check for fingerprints." After he went through me, dumbass, ain't no fingerprints on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my DNA on that yeah, now. What are you talking about? So anyway, I go to I go in surgery for four hours, and I guess while I was in surgery, Eric died. But nobody tells me. The word is, don't let me know. Don't let me know Eric died right away. Just let him, you know, get better, you know, whatever. So I come out. I come out of the um, surgery. Now I got to get rushed back in for four hours because I'm bleeding internally. So nine hours I'm in surgery. So when I finally come out, I'm in I'm in the um, stretcher, you know, in the bed, and I'm coming too. But... I feel my chest go up. Like, that's the respirator. It was breathing for me. You didn't even realize you I were on one. I didn't even know, bro. So I opened my eyes and I'm, it was all white. So it was all white. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? So and then I got the gagging because I got a tube all the way in my mouth to my stomach. That was helping me breathe. That was the respirator. So I get the gagging. So I go to grab this shit because I don't want to die from suffocation. But my hands is tied to the bed. Why is it tied to the bed? Because this is a procedure. They knew that you're gonna try. You're gonna wake up and you think first thing you do is go for grab that. that thing out. And I could have really fucked myself up if I just you know what I mean. Yeah. So here it is. I'm sitting in the bed. And I'm like this. I'm like, oh, this shit. is this how you gonna, gonna die? You gonna die? I got this shot way. five times, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm gonna die because I got a tube in my mouth, like a dick. And I'm like, oh. So the nurse just came by and put her hand on my head, and everything stopped. I said, oh, shit, I just died. She was like, this is what happens. Just hold on. Pull this shit out through a boner. She said, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I got this on. So then I, they put me in um, ICU for recovery. So it's like the whole Huntington is out there. Now, I don't know Eric's dead, and they don't know what happened. So they, everybody's waiting for me to wake up. they like, we need to know what happened. Mink's the only one that knows. Because he's dead yeah. and you got the story. So <clears throat> so now, I, I see Eric's brother, Matt. Which is crazy, too, because you're not ready yet to figure out what story you want to say. No. Right? I know. No, I'm going to tell the truth. You I, are? Okay. I'm telling the truth. So Eric's brother, Matt, walks in with a girl named Kelly. Now, Kelly's like my sister. Like, it was me, Eric, Kelly. You know, we a big group, you know? So Kelly looks at me and goes, oh, my God, make you so swollen. My whole body swelled up from the bullets. From the bullets, you swell up. And How then, many bullets did you have inside you that they had to take out? Or did it go through, like, a clear I still got through. two bullets in me. 
one bullet came out on his own, and they had to go in and get two. Okay. So they told me the other two was embedded in the bones. It'd be better if they wouldn't even fuck with it. Like, if I take an x-ray, you could see the 357 slug. You still have, to this day, two bullets yes. inside of you. Yes, I do. How and, do you, that's crazy. And I got a rod with four pins, a, a titanium rod with regular screws. You know, you could see this shit on the x-ray. I seen it. I seen, I seen oh. the raw, I seen the screws, I seen the bullets. I wonder everything. why. Yeah, so you really hate the winter. Yes. <laughs> you really. Black and rods in your thing. So, that really is a bad combination for, for what you're saying. Even when it rains. Like, before the rain get here, three or four hours, I feel the pressure in my leg. And I tell people, you know, it's going to rain in a couple of hours. If the sun could be out there. They'd be like, motherfucker, you're bugging. Do you beep through everything when you go through the metal detectors? I used to. Oh, I guess they upgraded their shit. <laughs> I used to beep through everything, man. Yeah. So the other day, I took Kai to the court. <laughs> we walked through the metal detectors. I said, I got hardware in my... So everybody grabbed their gun. No, I said, I got bullets in me. All the police grabbed their guns. What? What? I said, no, no, no. I got shot. I got bullets in me. And they're not coming out. They ain't coming out. And you ain't going to see them. So they took their hands off their guns. Like, motherfucker, I know you ain't come here with bullets. Yeah, yeah no, no, but that's a crazy bullets. story that you yeah. always have to explain. Yeah, I got to explain it. But when they get the warrant or they see the mark, they, they understand. Know. They know. So what, how, what was the story that you actually told the police? When you said it, you told them, hey, we were selling coke? No. I said that uh, you ain't telling the truth. No, I, I sometimes that's not that's the truth. Sometimes you you keep shit out. You know they ain't want to know. You never lie. You didn't lie about anything. They, you no, just I said, gave them what you you everything you said was the truth. Yeah, I just didn't put the coke in it. I said, listen, we was coming from the bar. We was coming in to, to get some weed. Hate I crime. I, I said I was. I said three white guys came from the back. You turned they was into, like you turned it into a hate crime. They was like white. And the shit wasn't even called home invasion back then in 91. It was just... A burglary, a yeah, robbery, whatever. A robbery. Yeah. It wasn't even called home invasion. This was a home invasion, though, but it wasn't called it. So the, so the police was like, what you say? I said, yeah, there was three white guys. And he was like, ah, this nigga lying. <laughs> That's how I felt. That's how I really felt because they made me take a lot of detective tests. Well, you know, it, this story is a little crazy, but... The question is, did those three white guys, did they ever get caught? Yeah. They did? Yeah. How, yeah. Okay, so what? How, how did did they contact you, the police, and no. say, hey, listen? No, so I'm, I'm locked up on my body. They got caught in between 2000 and 2005. Oh, so let's talk about that, and then we'll segue into them being caught. Okay. So now let's fast forward here, right? Now it's back to New Year's. Yeah. Haven't learned your lesson about, but you know, doing stupid stuff, but you have the gun because of what happened. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Right? So I dumbed out on New Year's and I shot that gun. You, so, yeah. So, give me the, go back to it. So, New Year's, you go inside, you say, hey, I'm going to grab the gun and I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Who's around? Is, there, is, is a party going on at the house? Yeah. There's a party next door to my house. And at your house? No. Just no, next door? Just next door. So okay. I, I'm cool with these people. So, I go, I go, hey, what's up? So, I'll get the 40, the 40 Glock. And I shoot it over uh, Jericho. Give me like how you did it. Let's see how I you would do. Blah, 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 blah. Real quick. Two handguns no, or no, just one gun? Just one. Okay. So I got excited. I was like, ooh, I felt the power. Then I went inside and got the 357. I should have never did that. Because I'm I'm in front of the people's house and I, I said, yo, I'm going to let this shit off now. The 357 is super loud. So as I'm running, I slip and my hand come down a little bit. 
and I squeeze off and the shit ricocheted and went into the party where I just came out. So ricocheted off of what? A tree? A shed. A shed. The shed. So the bullet ricochets off go into the shed. Go through the window, go through the lady head into the wall. Somebody in the party comes Lady's out. Lady's head? Yeah. Somebody in the party comes out and go, yo, man, you just shot Tanya's mother. I was like, yo, don't play like that. He was like, yo, get rid of the guns, the police coming. Same dude testified on me at my grand jury hearing. My friend, but that was his baby, that was his wife's mother. So I, I understood, you know what I mean? Ain't no friends. Wait a second, though. So he says this to you. Yeah, he right? comes to Now me. somebody's dead. No, nah, she didn't die. She's dying. So somebody got shot in the head. She's dying. What's the first thing that's going through your head? Your life is over. I can't believe it. Am I, I going to run? Because I'm not that type of person. Hide the gun. I'm not that type of person. To kill someone. Yeah, that, that's not my character. That's not my, my disposition. None of that. I'm a good guy. That's so coke. But then I got a job. And You're I still left. selling coke at the time. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. You, just, you, got, you almost yeah. got killed. You got shot five times. You're still selling coke? Yeah, but I got Come get away from the game. But I got two guns. <laughs> and you got two guns. So I got two guns. So now I'm, I can secure my coke. You Were you driving I mean? around with these guns? No. When you're doing the coke? Never, never. Always in the house? Always in the house. You can't get caught with a gun outside. No, I know. That's a felony. You get caught with a gun in your house. That's a misdemeanor. Yeah, it's two, two and a half years upstate. Yeah, but it was flat four for me. Yeah. For that. But what, what I'm saying is, so now he comes out, he says the shot. Do you run into the house to see this girl? Like, what is the next thing you no. do? Are you going in there to see if so, she's okay? He goes, get rid of the guns. So, in the apartment, my co-op, we had a front door and a back door. So, I just open up the front door and I see everybody coming out the party. In shock, disbelief. That's when it set in. I got scared. So, I grabbed the 357. I took the 40 and I hid it in my dresser. I took the dresser drawer out. I put it upside down where the handle was going like this and the barrel was going like that. And I put it in the dresser and I put the, the dresser back in on wheels. Police didn't want to go through all of that that night. They knew I wasn't there and they found a twenty two in the house. So they was happy, but they didn't find the gun. Yeah, the three fifty seven. Yeah, because I took that up the block. Who's Who has the twenty two? Somebody that, else? No, that was the gun didn't work. They couldn't even charge me with that. Because it didn't, wasn't operable. Yeah, it wasn't operable. The they didn't know that. Thumbs back. They didn't know that. They didn't know, they it, didn't know it that night. But so, now, 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 hold the thing. Here's the thing. You you hide the guns back into the drawer. One. I, one. One. And what did you do with the other one? The th I took it with me. You took it with you, the 357. Yeah, the one that actually did the thing. I took it with me. So now, where do you go from there? I go to this, to this next girl house. <laughs> like, she wasn't my side piece at the time, but she became, she rolled with me. Yeah. Because me and my baby mother broke up, and she was there. So, you know, we started kicking in, you know. She got rid of the gun. She took it to Crab Metal Beach and threw it in the ocean. So Why wouldn't you do it? Because my father was 12. It was 2 o'clock. No, it was 12.45 in the morning. I never left the projects. I stayed in the projects. And here's the funny thing. Do you look back on that, though? Is that a good idea that you did that, or do you think you should have bounced? No. It was a great idea. Okay. Because it's crazy. Because after I went to the house and dropped off the gun, she was like, what happened? I was like, yo, just open your door in 10 minutes. This whole shit going to be infested with police. I was like, I fucked up. And then I walked out her back door. Now, I got a bottle of liquor in my hand because I'm going to a party. But I ain't partying. I'm you wanted to make it look like, hey, I'm just part of the crowd. Yeah. So as I'm walking to the party, I got my head down like, oh, shit, I can't believe this shit. I'm walking. I look up, two police is like, don't move, motherfucker. Don't move. I said, what? 
I said, what the fuck is going on here? All of a sudden, I'm going to a New Year's Eve party. What's happening? Somebody just got shot in here. I said, oh, my God. I hope there ain't nobody I know. Look at you. He said, what's your name? I said, Gary Edwards. I live over here. You said Gary Edwards? Yeah, because that's my boy that lives in the project. Yeah. I said, I live over here. I left my wallet at home because I'm going to a New Year's Eve party right up here. They said, go ahead. Hurry up. So I start running. I get over the hill. I see 12 more police looking for me. They looking for me. They, hey, I said, your partner just said somebody got shot. He told me to go to the party. Go ahead. I said, oh, shit. Now, so, are you thinking at that time, because now you just evaded two cop encounters. Yeah. Are you thinking at that time that maybe you could escape this and never be charged with it? Are you starting to no, think that at that no, chance? Never thought that. Never. never you thought the day's going to come. I never wanted to beat it. I just wanted to get away right then. You know what I mean? I didn't want to beat it. Why? Because I know I fucked up. And that's not me. And and when you beat shit like that, your karma is fucked up. Your karma is fucked up, bro. Your energy is No, off. your karma. Yeah, but I'm also thinking that, you know, how I look at it, you're never right. Yeah. So, your mental's never yeah, right. Right? Mental. You know what I mean? The energy, the whole thing, the whole system is fucked. Fucked up, bro. So then I go to the party and then I'm like... I'm bugging out. I'm thinking, like, fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I got to ask you a question here, though. You go to the party. Does anyone know no, not that yet. it's you? Not yet. Okay. Not, they don't even know because there's a party, and this shit happened on the other side. Oh, so there's, there's multiple parties going and on. You're two, going to another party in the project. they surrounded the whole projects. Okay. They surrounded the whole project. They had all type of funny-looking army shit, dogs, everything. And I'm upstairs. I'm watching these motherfuckers look for me. So it was a... It was a um, you know yeah attorney yeah so he we call him cause I didn't know nobody you know I don't get in trouble you didn't know Joe, Joe Koza wasn't an attorney yet no you wasn't right no you was still 2000? in high school yeah you was still in high school right? no, was it 2000 no. yeah 2000 yeah. I was still I was uh, a year away from law school so they, they I said I gotta go so they everything was going alright then they found a 22 now they threatened to take my baby mother to jail. That's how they do it. That's how you do it. Now, the 22, though, was in your apartment. Yeah. Okay. So how, why would they search your apartment, or, or are they searching everybody's? No. Like, no why because, just yours? Because I lived there, and the people in the house that actually, where the lady got shot, they told. <laughs> right there. He lived right here. Oh, they so they now, now people are saying yeah. it was him who did it. So here's the fucked up thing. So Chris comes pick me up around 145. Night. This shit happened at 12, 15, He 12. came to pick you up. Yeah, because this shit is thick. I can't move. I'm, if I go outside, I'm going to get killed. So, so you're nervous about that, too, because yeah. now you think because the now, people are starting to put things together and say, get this motherfucker no, out here. No, they told me, you good tonight, motherfucker, but when the sun come up, you got to leave. They told me. You're talking about the people in the projects. Yeah, they're in the party. They said, Yo, you're you can stay tonight. But then but you better get the hell the out of here. As soon as the sun come up, you got to go. Jesus. So I was like, all right, you know, good looking. You know what I mean? I know they still going to be around. Just fuck it. So then my baby mother's sister lives right here, right next door. This is where I'm going when I leave here. I'm going to their house. So she goes, they found a gun. I said, no, they didn't find the gun. They found a gun and they talking about taking Trina to jail. And Trina just had two kids by me. So I can't have my baby mother go to jail. So I'll call Chris. 
Chris, come turn me in. I got to go, man. They they think about taking my baby mother to jail. So we get to the prison now. Remember, it was it was big. 2000 was big. You couldn't pull in the prison. They had it blocked off because of the millennium shit. Something was supposed to go Cyber on. attacks, yeah. whatever Something it may was be. To, it wasn't yeah. just me. Yeah, I know what you're it saying. It wasn't just me. Yeah. But everything was on high alert. So me and Chris pull into the precinct and he goes, I'm here to surrender my client. He goes, Who's your client? He goes, Vincent Johnson. Now my name is on the airways since twelve forty five. It's one forty five hour late. So they know that and plus just the first body of the millennium. This is the first person to die when the ball dropped. So it was big. They told me it would have been the next day. I wouldn't even, I probably got a three to six. Right? So I pull in. He goes, Johnson's here. Johnson's here at the prison. My baby mother told me two police in the crib was like, fuck. I said, those are two that wanted to kill me because they knew I was armed and dangerous. Oh, I was you think that? Armed. Yeah, because soon as they said... He's armed and dangerous, no, said justified. As soon as they said, Johnson, here, he turned himself into the precinct, the two cops was like, fuck. Almost like a balloon pop. Yeah, like, damn, we missed him. But that that ain't the fucked up part. The fucked up part is after they all started coming back. Now, remember I told you I got stopped by two cops, and they let me go. So when they came in, I'm looking at them. They looking at me. He goes, let me see his belt. Because my belt had a big, it was a guest belt. It had a big G, and the rest of the guests were spelled yeah, in the those, G, right? I remember those belts. So he was like, let me see his belt. So they seen my belt. He just looked at me. So I told Chris, I said, yo, they stopped me maybe three minutes after the 911 call and let me go. Chris made a big thing of it in the precinct. Excuse me, officers. My client just informed me that you stopped him approximately maybe four minutes after the 911 call and let him go. So the DTs looked at them. Bitch, we could have beat a confession out of him. Y'all let him go? Uh, they probably had test duty for the next two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, but, but how did they know anyway? You, yeah. you played it off? I played it off. You I could have got an Oscar. Yeah, you could have got, got an Oscar that <laughs> yeah. day. You know, heart must have been, uh, the I adrenaline was, was going crazy. my asshole was a square, I would have shit a brick. <laughs> That's my word, bro, because I was <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? So now, how does that... You know, now you know you're in custody. You know you're not coming out for a while, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Bail what was, was your crazy. bail? Like th like a million? Half a million. Half and a I, million. And I turned myself in. So the judge asked me, oh, can you make bail? I was like, yeah, the check is in the mail. I'm going to be a while. You got a snicker? Yeah, 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 I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. So then I go to jail, Riverhead. That's where you go. They put me in a tier with nine motherfuckers with bodies. So now I'm I'm street. First thing I think is all these motherfuckers working against me. They trying to get me to confess so they can get a better deal for they body. So you think that they're on they're on the payroll almost. Yeah. So let you start talking to them yeah, and then they're gonna say he admitted it to me. I don't get on the phone till March. This shit happened January first. I don't touch the phone till March. My baby mother just come up there, I tell her, yo, I'm not I'm not calling. I know they listening, everything. Smart. So not, there's not a lot of smart people like that. Yeah. So, and then I get on the phone in March. I go, yo, tell Lie I need to talk to him. Tell him to get the bikes out the crib. Now my my shorty came up, and I told her about the forty. What I put in the dresser. Let's get rid of that shit. Just give it. <laughs> so, I, as I'm telling, I'm speaking to Lie. Yo, Trina want to give you his bike, 
with your leather coat and everything. So now my attorney is on, because we fired Chris. Chris goes in the courtroom and goes, Your Honor, my, my client ain't had nothing to do, but he feel remorse about what happened to the lady. And the judge was like, why is he feeling remorse if he didn't do nothing? You're fired. You're fired, bro. You're fired. You said the wrong thing. Yeah, he fucked up. He made me look guilty before. This is that pre, you know, my yeah, first time. I know what you're saying. So we hired. So then was like, did you do it? I was like, yo, man, I think I did. Now, this is lying. This is lawyer and client privilege, so I could be able to talk to my lawyer. But I shouldn't have never told this motherfucker that. Why do you say that? Because... And and the reason why I asked that is I, obviously you know I'm a criminal attorney, and for me, I'd rather the client be honest with me, yeah. And then because and you know how I roll. like like Joe, if you know was, how I get. If down. it was you, it had been. It's always been like that between us. Yeah, but after I told him, because <laughs> I don't want to open a door that shouldn't be open. No, listen. You know what I mean though, Bob. When I say that, yeah, when, yeah I get you. I get you. Yeah, but nah. He had another motherfucking client that paid him 40000 on some robbery shit. And he was cool with the DA. The so, you know, they made that deal. I'll give you Johnson. You think that was real? I was a stand-up guy, in my opinion. All right, Joe. But I'm just, that's All my, right. but no, you no, have no. you have a difference of opinion. Yeah, and I, I mean, can't sit here and tell you I got a 48 running with a flat four for a body. So I was blessed in that area. But how I got it, it was some sucker shit. Because did they ever find the gun? No. So there's no gun. No gun. But there's I still, no gun. I still. Copped but you have a statement. It. I still copped. Did it. you make any like out of court statements? I never signed a statement. Never. I never did, said I, anything. Because I turned myself in with. Chris. But you had people. Did you have anybody say they witnessed that you came nobody, out there and shot the nobody. gun? Nobody. But here's the thing: they couldn't say that because nobody seen me shoot the gun. They was all inside. Now, they knew I had a gun, but nobody seen me shoot a gun. So did you get to the point in this case that it was, hey, listen, there's no gun. Nobody I, saw you shoot the gun. Yes, but, I did. Yes, I did. But if you go to trial and blow trial, you're not looking at a couple, you're not, you know, you're looking at your life. You're never gonna, you're never no, coming out. Nah. How? On a man, too. The, the max was 15. Five and a half to 15. They offered me 6 to 12. I said, what? I ain't taking that trial. Oh, you so, said that? That's what I said. In you court, put it, now you put it back to them. Because yeah. you're like, there's three years, the most the difference that so I can do. I, I fucked up. You know, in my head, I'm like, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, and I ain't trying to beat this. But I want a better deal. I ain't doing no eight years. But your thing is, is this. I, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I fucked up. I, I shouldn't have gone there. And I wasn't but there would be, be never it. a day in my life that I would ever want to see somebody die from yeah, that, de- you know, exactly. die from my hands. Yeah, exactly. So, I still deal with that. And there was no intent. There was no anything. It was reckless it was behavior. An accident. I didn't yeah. know I did it. Well, I wouldn't some... say accident. I wouldn't use the word reckless. Reckless. Right. Reckless. An accident reckless. is. It was reckless. You know. I got charged with that too. Yeah, reckless. So, and you're sitting there saying, you know, what would you what would you think? When you're sitting in jail, what would did you what was the sentence that you wanted that you thought that was being deserving, justified for you? Four to eight. Four what to I, eight. What I got. So listen. Oh, uh, okay. So here's the here's where I say was funny acting. Because we go to court now, the offer come up for six to twelve. 
I'll go six to twelve. I go, nah, I can't do it. Try. So the victim family like, I can't believe he did that. Cause they wasn't against me until then. They was like, we know it was an accident. So I was like, trial. So I ain't even turn around, look, I just hear these motherfuckers cussing me out. Fuck you, yeah, whatever. So then the judge go, Mr. Johnson, before you make that decision, let me talk to your lawyer and the prosecutor in my chambers. Put Mr. Johnson in the back. So that's when they came with a judge offer, four to eight, running with a flat four. So you got to plead to the charge. So, so And then he was able to then override the so, district no, no. attorney's office. So he goes, either you take this deal or we start the hearings to suppress the guns. So I'm like, so this this why I know fuck me. I go, what guns are we suppressing if they don't got the 40 or the 357? You know what he said to me? That's a good question. Why is my mouthpiece saying that's a good question? Motherfucker, you know... They, I'm going to beat this. But I'm, did you have money to beat it? I'm a, yeah, I paid him $8,000. Like, he wanted another ten. But, motherfucker, you got to wait on the end for that. <laughs> motherfucker, I'm in court. I'm in, I'm in jail. Well, then that's 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 the thing. But listen, that's the thing. You see, now you're not looking at it in a business no, sense. Because now you I want had people, Dave McKay, God bless the dead. He was he was filthy. He wanted to bail me out. Well, what I'm saying, though, is, is as an attorney, okay, a businessman, if you're not paying me, and I don't know, now we're going to trial. We're going to trial on a murder. No, he got 8000 already. Yeah, I know. And but Dave it, McKay was like, yo, I got you. Because Dave and them gave him the so, eight. Okay, so he's saying, but, whatever it is, we'll be able to yeah, pay it on Mink's behalf. Yeah, okay. but here's the deal. I didn't want to go there. You know what I mean? I didn't want trial. I didn't want to. I didn't want to beat it. You know what I mean? It's I not didn't. that you didn't want to beat it also. You didn't also want it in the press. You don't want. No, was, you don't want to have late. to drag through the whole that thing. Was, that was. It was in the press. Oh, it was already gone. Every time I went to court, every time I went to court, it was in the paper. Every time, first body millennium, Huntington Town worker, did this. You know. I just want to say though, I know personally. Not like a, you know, I'm not best friends with him or anything like that. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. And he's a he's a and he's Wait, a better attorney than I am. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, Joe. I'm sorry, bro, because when I asked him, I goes, yo, what guns are we suppressing? He goes, that's a good question. I said, why am I asking my mouth? Be a good question. Why was you shooting your Did gun? Did you ever think about? Why okay. was you shooting your gun over Rue 110? Right then. Right then. If the plastic was between us, but I could have punched <laughs> in his face right then. Why don't, did you ever <laughs> think about calling him 10 years later or 20 years later saying, hey, man, you know, I, I ran got, into him and, and say, "Why did why didn't we do this?" You know what? That was my punishment. So I dealt with that. I accepted it because I didn't want to beat it. You know what I mean? So I accepted with Joe. I mean, with a like, and I took that as a blessing. I only got eight years, man, for a body, four to eight, and I only did six off of that. So in a way, it came, I mean, it worked out, but still, way, but still, but you're not giving him the credit. I give him the credit. So yeah, you know what but I mean. But I understand. I also seen what went on with this shit. Now he had another client. Like I tell you, three of his men's already blew trial, copped out. But this one dude didn't want to cop out. He paid forty racks, and we both had the same district attorney. 
So, so you think one did the other? I don't know. You know I, that's speculation. My though. shit was let's just high say, profile. I know, but let's just say that's speculation. And then here's the other thing: if you thought that at the time, why didn't you pay? Say, listen, man, let me give you more money. Because a lot of my clients say that, but I tell them this: it don't matter if you give me a million dollars. Right. This is the best that I can do. Right. Right. Why didn't you give him that opportunity and say, is this a money issue? I, because after I said trial in court, it worked out. Okay. They came back. They was like, the judge said he want to offer you a 48 with a, with a flat floor running together. If you take it, if not, we start the hearings to suppress the guns. Now, I knew they didn't have the guns. So I would have beat that. I would have beat that hearing. You suppress the guns, but you don't got none. Where's the proof? You ain't even got nobody saying that they seen me shoot the gun. But, but they, again, why didn't you say that and bring that up to him when you saw him the second time? I didn't want to beat it. Because you didn't want to beat it. I didn't want to beat it. Okay, so then, you know. I just wanted a good deal. You know what I mean? But I you was, got it. I got it. So that's why I went. Okay. And then I had to confess when I went to court. How was that? That was the victim's family there? Yeah, I, yeah, that was rough. That was rough, man, because I called the daughter out. I called her by her name. And I spoke to her, and only her only. Now... Is people in the courtroom, her cousins, they looking at me like, yeah, nigga, we gonna get you, nigga. You know, like, and I can't Crazy really, eyes. Yeah, they face fighting me and they fucking me up right now. Face fighting? I never yeah, heard of that. Yeah, they thing. face fighting me from the back of the courtroom. Yeah, we gonna see you after you come home, right? So. That's a good acting job the, right there. So the, the, this nigga attorney right was like, your honor. Before you pass sentences, I want you to know prior to the gun that Mr. Johnson caused the death of Ms. Gunther with, he was shooting another gun over Route 110. Then they found a third additional gun in his house. So as soon as he said that, this big, I just turned around and looked at the people that was face fighting me. Yo, I swear to my mother, they was like this. Mm. This nigga like to play with guns. Don't look at him no more. Cause oh, they, cause I didn't even now, get what you were getting at now. Yeah, now like, they know. Oh, this nigga don't play. Now, he keep guns. So, because the district attorney's like, before you pass his prior to the gun that caused Miss Valley gun to death, he was shooting another gun over Route 110. Then they found a third additional gun in his apartment. I turned and looked. The dudes was like this. Nah, we, we thought we wanted it, but nah, we all right now. Let this motherfucker go to jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're messing with the wrong dude. Yeah. Let yeah. just let him and go I to jail. And they didn't even know I wasn't even that dude. Yeah, you're not that but dude. But I played like I was right there. Yeah, you had to. I just to. turned around and looked at me. <laughs> Yo, them motherfuckers didn't even look at me. I was like, all right, so I know they was playing, you know, but I understand where you come from because it's your family member. I understand. And I understand that the child never speaks to me. But here's the thing. <laughs> I come home. I runs into the Tanya. Tanya is who again? The one that gave you the gun? No, you Tanya is the victim's daughter. Daughter, okay. So now I got an order of protection against her. She got a warrant against me. So I can't be near her. I pull into 7-Eleven. As I'm going in, she coming out. She stopped me. Me, I don't think it's right that I should ever talk to you again, but I can't walk by you and not speak. How you doing? Yo, fuck me up. Fuck, I started crying right then. I said, Tanya never talked about our situation with nobody, not even upstate. I didn't go upstate like I was the man with a body, nothing like that. I never spoke about what happened between me and your mother to anyone. I said, I, I feel like I can't until I speak to you about it.
She was like, I ain't ready to talk to you. You know, I might not never be right. I said, I understand. And then we left it like that. Now, this was after you did your bid? Yeah. This was talk like, to me about that, though, for a second. When you know now you get sentenced and they put you into the back and you know there's a possibility that you're not coming out for like maybe six years, yeah. you know, with good behavior and everything like yeah. that. You know that. What do you start doing? So you start the first thing I said when I got convicted was punishment is coming. My karma ain't here. Not you think the karma's in the jail? No. I had to lose something for me to feel that pain. You know what I mean? Because the bid wasn't a pain. The bid wasn't shit. What I got for the body wasn't shit. So I lost my family. Tyreek and the mother. She found a new dude and moved him in and fucked me up. So when you were in there, now you start... But I say to myself, I say to myself, I know I'm going to feel pain on this bid. I know my karma ain't hit me yet. You know what I mean? I know I'm expecting it, but not this close. I didn't expect that to happen. So she didn't hold you down what you thought she was going to do. What she did is said, I'm moving on with my life because yeah. this guy, you know, yeah. he's going to be in there for too long. Yeah. Whatever it may be. And, and, and it and wasn't even that long. How did, and how did you find out that she's now being with another dude? The chick that I gave the gun to. I was like, so what's up with your baby dad? She was like, what you really need to be is about that nigga that's coming in and out your house up the block. I said, what you say? Bitch, you tell me this half is cheating on me? I said, oh, so I called her. I said, y'all heard you got a friend. This nigga here, he did. I said, oh, <laughs> man, Jody's at the crib. <laughs> I said, listen, it's been real, but this is the last time I'm speaking to you while I'm on the bed. Because you got to get your mind right now. I said, listen, do your thing, man. God bless you. And I hung up, and I, and I wrote my counselor, take this number off my list. I don't want to deal with this bitch. I'm getting ulcers in this motherfucker. You are depressed. You so, are written rock so bottom listen, now. So here it is. I'm in prison. I can't show remorse about the body because that puts a target on your back for for dealing with feelings. You know, he weak. Oh, this motherfucker weak. We going after him. Then on top of that, my baby mother leaves me. I'm sick. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get a new address when I come on. Everything changes now. The whole game changes. But this is my punishment. You understand? Yeah. So I dealt with it. So on the street, they call me stink mink. Mink couldn't deal with this shit. And I'm a Gemini. So I let my other personality come out, which was stink. Stink, you run this shit. And that's how I bid it. I let stink run. The bit. Who stink? Now, I know it's you, but who... Just Mink is the, mo is the opposite of Mink. Stink is the opposite of Mink. Mink is a good motherfucker. Don't want no problems. Sorry about this body. Mink, on the other hand, is like... You I mean stink on the other hand? Yeah, stink on the other hand is like, I don't give a fuck. If a motherfucker come near me, I'm cutting them. I'm stabbing them. I'm, that's what Mink stink is on. But don't you also have to have that kind of mentality in jail no, anyway? Jail, jail is not like that. Jail is not like that. Ain't nobody where I was at was getting raped. They was offering it. You know what I mean? One day at night, motherfucker, I just hear this motherfucker, don't get the fuck out. He sleep on the top bunk, and the gay dude is fucking the dude on the bottom bunk. Wakes him up. He wakes up the whole dorm. Get the fuck out of So it wasn't no raping going on in the medium. Now, the maxes, I never been to a max. I ain't had that. What, what, what penitentiary did you go to? What Franklin. Gym? How was the ride there? 
I almost the threw bus up. Ride, right? I almost threw up when I got there. Were you looking out the window? Were you sitting there saying this? Like, were you reflecting I'm on really, your life? I'm, I'm cuffed to a motherfucker. If, I, if he got to go to the bathroom, I got to go with him. We got the handcuffs on, you know. It was fucked up. Then we get there, the first thing that the inmates go, don't fuck up in here. They kill inmates. I'm like, what? Yeah, they because. kill inmates. They kill inmates. Like, we passed Clinton. Now, everybody know you don't fuck with Clinton. Clinton, man, is fucked up. They got the highest rate of incest on the planet. Really? Bruh, the lady officers are seven feet. But really, they probably 6'2", and their heads is like fucking this. Because they incest. They mother and brother... As they fought, they they uncle and you're sister, saying that up there in England, they fuck each other's family. Backwards. They fuck family, have kids with family. So these people heads is like this from incest. My counselor, this motherfucker head, I said, yo, I know your mother had to have a C-section. Your shit is too big, but that's how all the officers are. So in Clinton, they tell you, if you fuck with our officers, we will kill you. Did that's, you? That's what they said. No, I was just going no, through this. I know, I'm saying no, but did you have any incidents while you were in jail, or did you skate right through it? I skate. I, I had one, one fight upstate, and uh, that was it. It was over some bullshit. Like, these motherfuckers, if you locked up forever, you feel like that you own shit. What was the exact term, uh, bid that you did, though? Did you get out early? Did you... No, I did 48, and I, I, I came home on my CR date. I got hit at the board because it was about it. I knew I was getting hit. When you went to... When you go to parole, right? You have to... That's what you had to do, right? You had to go in front of the parole board? Yeah, and it was crazy because... Is it all white people? Is it, it a black person? It was like this. I was talking to him on the TV. On the TV? Yeah, because they was in Albany and I was in Franklin. Okay. Malone County. I like two minutes from Canada. I like when we... When Can you we, put up Franklin Penitentiary? Yeah. It's right next to Bear Hill. Right. Here's, here's Franklin, here's Bear Hill, here's the Canada border. The bitch snowed up there in April and the motherfucker didn't melt to May. So, so you go there. Now you know that your parole hearing's coming. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so do you prepare for that? Yeah. Do, do you I have did. a thing like a speech that you're gonna say? No. Do I, they say you better cry? You my, better have no, contrition? No, I didn't do none of that. I just program. I took all the necessary programs I was supposed to take. So when I went in front of the parole board, they was like, "I see you did this. I see you did that. I see you, I see you caught three tickets. Because if you go there without no tickets, they say you institutionalized. You know how to get around in jail." So I ain't want that on my jacket. So I showed them, yeah, all right, I'm, I fucked up. So they was like, how do you feel about that? So I told them, no matter what you decide to let me go or, or keep me in, I still got to live with that. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to be a better person living with what I did. Because I ain't never say I didn't do it when the parole board. Yeah. I, I let them know, yo, I'm here. You know I did it. Yes. I'm sorry what I did. And I pled guilty. I didn't go to trial and lost. But I pled I said, guilty. It doesn't matter if you can uh, let me go or not. I still got to deal with it. And then two days later, I got that shit back. That's it right there, Franklin. I got that shit in my envelope, and it was heavy. Whenever your envelope was heavy, that means you got hit. What does hit mean? 24 more months. Um, See, I got four to eight. So before your four years is up, two months before your four years is up, you go to your board. Okay. So, so I, when you got that and it felt heavy, so then I had I had twenty four. They hit me with two years, but only had sixteen months to CR. 
What CR again? Conditional release. Release, date. conditional release. Okay. So, so I said, fuck it. I got 16 months left. Then my classification dropped. Now I'm all the way upstate at Franklin. They want to ship me down to Walk Hill. That's two hours from here. So I'm eight hours in Franklin. So I'll take it because I break up the bid. Now I'm going to a jail where I don't know nobody. It mixes it up for you. It mixes it up. I'm I'm on my weightlifting shit. I'm on my program shit. I'm bidding. I'm not letting the bid do me. I'm doing me. So my my day come for me to come home. No. My baby mother found out I got transferred. So I'm sitting in there. I hear my name on the visit. Johnson 0085055 visit. I said, who the fuck is this? So I jump in the shower right quick. I go downstairs. It's my baby mother and my kids. The one that you said, take her off the list. Yeah. Now you forgot to put it back on the list because you're in a new facility. Yeah, but still, she they came through. So now I'm like 14 months home. I'm like, oh, shit, I see what's going on. Shorty trying to get back in. Nah, I don't have ulcers and everything behind your motherfucking ass. I said, nah. I'm happy, you know. You refused the visit? No, I took the visit because my okay. kids. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's right. So I was like, oh, I didn't know who it was. She started crying immediately. I didn't know what that was about. So why are you crying? Oh, and then she wrote me a letter that night. The letter was crazy. And I wrote it back. Oh, man, I'm just coming home. Everything is changing my life. Ain't nobody going to really hire me with a body. So I got to do me, I got to find my way, and I don't got time, you know what I mean? I just want to make right things right with my kids. I want to reestablish my bond with my children, and I want to keep it moving. So we remain friends to the day. We good friends, you know, but we both know that that part of our lives is over. You gave me two miracle babies, Tyreek and Kyla, and I'm blessed behind that. Do you, when you come out of jail now, right? Because now, you, how many, what was it, five years you did all together? Six years. Six years you did all together? Is any, like, is things different? Technology different, cars different, the look di- like you know the way you live. Does it look different? Yeah. Everybody like you remember cell, that? Everybody had a cell phone when I came home. Like when I left, it was like no so you, cell phones were not like two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had to have a good job. Yeah, and it was probably like like a tank. Yeah, you had to have a good job to have a cell phone. Beepers, yeah, you can have, but a cell phone was different. So when I came home, everybody had a cell phone. I was like, damn, these just. And that's different now. Now everybody's accessible. You can call somebody and they're at the mall and they'll pick up and say, "What's you know, hey, what's up? As opposed to when you, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Because then, you know, back in the day, you remember back in the day, you call somebody, they ain't home. You know, can I I speak to Lisa? Lisa's not home right now. Can you tell her that men called? And now you got to sit there like this. Pay phones, pay phones. You got to wait and you wait and you wait. You know, now it's different. Internet's a little different too. Yeah. Six years. From 2000 to 2006. Wasn't Facebook in 2000? No. Nah. And now all of a sudden, there's there's a lot of changes going on. But here's the funny thing. You can have a Facebook page upstate now. Upstate. Yeah, now you can. It's crazy. You can have a Facebook page What do you think about all that now? Now you look back and you reflect everything that, you know, going on in your life here. And now, no bail. No bail reform. I mean, no cash bail. That's over. Yo, it's like you know you have you have cats on the street. They're just running wild because they know if they get arrested, they'll come back out and just do it again and again. It's insulting. Like 
I'm a, I'm a general manager for eight laundry mats. So, you got homeless dudes that And he is. In. That is a top-notch dude. Yes, he is. Right? That is class act. And his brother. Yeah. Are beautiful. Class act. Go ahead. So, you want to do right by these people. Because they their hearts is pure. Everything is pure with them. Like, they want to make sure you are right before they are right. But... At the same time, you got to make sure they are right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It goes back and forth. Yeah, one hand washes the other, and both hands wash the face. That's how it is with them. If they know you with them, they with you. So I call them my brothers, and I tell them all the time, I don't have no friends. All my friends move down, and they ain't doing what, I, what I'm doing. It's like they tell me you got to surround yourself with better people for you to do better. My friends don't want to do that. They want to call me and ask me for money all the time. Motherfucker, I ain't Bank of America. I ain't Chase. I work. I got five kids and three kids. I well, can't. Why do you think that, though? Now, when you say your friends, are these black people? Yeah. That oh, doing? Oh, yeah. Why do you think, as a black person, and I think we kind of touched on this before, but, you know, why do you think that there's a culture difference in the black communities with the gang banging and the robbing and, and all of this? Black people each other, man. They can't. Look at Spanish people. People don't like Spanish people, but they get along. They come to this country, they help each other out. Even in jail. Even in jail, I saw this shit. Spanish dude come in with nothing. Nothing. Before he go to sleep, he got sweatpants, food, slippers, cosmetics, everything. They take care of you. You know what I mean? And don't want nothing in return. Like, you Spanish. That's why we doing this for you. And that's it. But how do you get that then? How do you change that? Where does that start? Do you think it's because... A lot of the brothers black families don't have fathers in their lives. Nah, that shit ain't nothing. Really? That's I disagree with that. Nah, man, that shit ain't I don't nothing. know. I mean, I mean come on. You look, don't have a father I'm in your a, life. I'm in Tyreek and Kyle. Like, how many times I had to pay you for they motherfucking legal fees? I know. I know. I understand what you're saying. But it's all about your decision making. Like, my father was, ah, I knew him, but, you know, he, we ain't lived together. You know, we didn't. I see. It was like eight months sometimes I didn't see him. But I, I didn't turn out bad. You know what I mean? I went to jail for a body, but that was an accident. Besides me selling drugs, I had to find my way. You know what I mean? Being that my pops wasn't there, the streets was my, my mother, and prison was my father. So they taught me how to bid and stay out of this motherfucker. When I came home in 2005, I ain't look back. Knock on wood. I ain't been arrested. I ain't nothing. I don't fuck around no more. I know prison ain't for me. So I don't deal with shit that bring me to jail. Like, I don't be in that situation. You don't put yourself in that environment no, anymore. because I know I hated jail. So why I go back? I ain't forget to do nothing. So ain't no reason for me to go back. So that's why I work six days a week. I fuck with Tommy and them because they doing better than me and I'm around people that's doing better than me. Yeah, you know, it's that old saying. This guy, he's a, uh, a motivational speaker. I don't know, if, Les Brown. He's the best. He's, he's my favorite. His name is Les Brown, and he says, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. So if you're going to hang out with losers, you're yeah. going to eventually That's be right. a loser. You're hanging out with people that are better than you. It goes like this, too, right? If you're, if you, if you're a sprinter, uh, you know, track runner, mm -hmm. and all you're doing is going up against people that you know that you can beat every single you time, you'll better. win, but you'll never get, get better. better. That's right. If you put four other people now... That's on your level. Or even better than you, you gotta you're going to want to, you'll yeah. get better. You may not win every race, but now you'll improve your speed. They show you different ways, man. They show you a better way. Like with.
You know, when I got with them, this how this how I met. I was doing the move for him, and um, out of his mansion in High Park, and I opened up a a, a cabinet. Yo, Joe, I'm telling you, man, I never seen this much money at one time like this. So I, I said, yo, uh, there's some money over here. Now, I don't work for him at this time. This is my first day meeting him. So he comes in and goes, oh, that's $30,000. You can have it. Who does that? What Asian does that? You know what I mean? What Asian man does that to a black man he never met? He took care of you. He, he said, you can have it. You know what I told him? I don't want it. Uh, I like to earn my money. And he said, he was testing my character. He said, that was a test and you passed. He said, I knew I could trust you when you didn't take that money. That's it? That's it. He said, you know, I knew It's I weird how people do that yeah, in things. But you know, people have their own way. He said, yeah. you could have took that money and never spoke to me again in life. And I would have had to hold that. He said, but being that you said you like to earn your money. money. Yeah. I knew you was someone I could trust. That's why I work for him today. I love it. I yeah. love that story. Yeah. So now, so talk to me here a little something else. So let, let's move on here now. Talk to me about what you see here that's going around you. Because you said to me before about, um, you said something like, yo, well, you get, bet you get your boy Trump back on yo, here. And Trump. it's crazy to hear that because Trump. you would think in this whole area of, Look, of life that black people hate Trump because the media wait, makes him out wait, to be a racist. Wait, All black people don't hate Trump. Like, the majority of people hate Trump because of abortion. They know he was for that abortion. Now, black people like to fuck. I ain't going to put it out there. <laughs> Spanish people like to fuck. Everybody does. Everybody likes to. What yeah, but, yo, man, you got to check the statistics now. They say white people ain't fucking like that now. They say white... The They're white not having race, babies yeah, but like that now. Why? I don't why? know. That's, I don't know. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy right now. Like... The school shootings and everything. You're saying that Trump was for... He's he's against abortion. Yeah, he's He against, doesn't want abortion. That's why black people don't like him. Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing. Do you ever think about this as a black person? Why they put all these Planned Parenthoods in black communities? Yeah, I told you. Black people like to fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what, though? Black people don't like to have a lot of kids, though. Well, maybe it's also certain people that don't want black kids to come around. Ah, you ever think of it like kids. that way? Look, I'm going to put a Planned wait. Parenthood in the black community so we can not have as many black babies so they have good options to not have these black babies. Nah, I don't think that's it. You think I, it's there because it's what? Why I, do you think they, they keep doing that? Because black women want the right to say, not even black women, it could be Spanish, but Spanish women really don't have abortions. They want to have that right if they don't want to have a baby. They want to know they can go to the chop shop Whatever the fuck they feel like. Like, I was listening to Camilla Harris the other day on some old shit. Like, I don't fuck with Camilla Harris. You talking about uh, the, the vice, vice president? president. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. fuck with her because... Kamala you, Harris. You don't see her nowhere. You don't see her nowhere. And her and Joe don't get along. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. They don't like each other now. But she said something that was crazy the other day on some old shit. She asked the senator, do they got any laws in Congress where... They can modify a man's body like they doing women with the abortion shit. Do they got any laws saying the dude was stuck? I was like, yo, that's a good point. Like, how you going to say women 
can't have abortions when you can't say a man can't run around with two nuts. You know what I'm saying? Just hypothetically speaking. That's how she was coming at it. Yeah, but that's that, 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 that doesn't make any sense because we're not dealing with another life. Yeah. There's another life that but, you're dealing with. There's no but, life with two balls. But but the, but it is. But it's that's not. That's where the life comes but, from. But there's, there's actual life. But wait. That's actually in a, in a woman's wait, stomach. We create that from our balls. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's your right that if you don't want, there's no baby but yet, But see, though. you got a right. We got a right. We got it right. The women, they trying to take that right right away. No, I don't. I don't. You, you, what about like the baby's saying, right? What, like, there's a third. There's a, there's another party involved. All right, hold on, hold on. Hypothetically, hypothetically, Joe. You know, I don't mean this, but what if our daughters was to get raped, right, and got pregnant? I think that there's a certain thing with that. I think no, there, but see, it, it's not. It's, no, no, no. You can't. You can't be like one way. Well, here's the thing, though. Because here's the thing, right? Because if somebody raped my daughter, yeah, no, I know. But know. here's the thing. I not. I'm the abortion on how it is and what it, you know, and have a baby, a fetus with a heart. Once there's a heartbeat, I think, in my opinion, that's a real human being. I get you. So if you're raped, right? What would you say to your daughter? We're going to go to CVS, and you're taking a Plan B, right? And then right. that's the end of it. Well, so can't you then just right there say there was no heartbeat, we, we ended it right yeah. there? That's different. But and these people have this option on rape. You can go to CVS, do plan B, and then it's a wrap. There's no heartbeat. There's nobody had a big belly. There yeah, was but, no seat. There was no uh, you sonogram. Also, you also send in a message. Oh, to the rapists. Oh, I can rape a bitch. All you got to do is go to Plan Pam or, or CVS and get a plan B. Like, I, I can't live like that. Somebody raped my sister, my daughter, even my mother on I want revenge. Yeah, but you want revenge. That's different than saying, I want to kill the baby yeah. that is in the fetus. That's, that's right. totally different. You that's want right. revenge. That's one thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I do, but, like, but it's not the same man, thing. As men, we don't go through that shit where women go through. Not because we can't get pregnant. It's just that we don't, we don't alter our bodies. Yeah, but what about this, though? What happens, though? If the man wants the baby, what happens if it was consensual sex at the time they were planning on having a baby? And then all of a sudden, the father comes home from work one day after two months later. And the wife says, I just want to let you know, I went to Planned Parenthood and I got it aborted. Yeah. Now yeah. what? Yeah, that's fucked up. So, but now here's the other flip side of that. What happens when then now the, the father's out of luck, right? He's shit out of luck. Can't do nothing about that. Has no rights at all. Right. Well, how about when it was an accident it wasn't intentional to get the girl pregnant and the father doesn't want to have the baby but the she does and now the father has to pay child support when he didn't want to have the baby yeah but hey that's a part of fucking no but, but is it a part of, but why is it a part of fucking look, then but it's not a part of fucking look, when the wife comes home and says I got the abortion right, without your consent right, I was gonna say, you're right you're right it's like if you in it you gotta be it's like this Joe we got kids right whether and we both had kids that but, we didn't plan but, on having yeah, babies, right? But fortunately, it worked out because we grew with our kids. You know, we love our kids. I know you love your daughter. You know, I know, I know nobody can come in front of her in your relationship. You know what I mean? Not your wife, your girlfriend, nobody. It's always your daughter first. That's how I am with my daughters and my sons too. Like no man, no woman, nothing. Pam, no. I love you, Ma, to death, but these are my kids. And I'm going to make sure my kids have. Well, you know, in, in, 
listen, we, we could go back and forth and debate this, and this is what's going on in the world today, right? So that that's basically what's happening here. So and it's not a white and, or black thing, Joe. It's not it's not nothing like that. This is what the world is fucked up. You can't say nothing on the radio no more for any ethnic background. You say any oh, comedy's dead. Yo, Yo, bro, that was the best job to have in the world. Yeah, it was comedy's dead. Because you could come at everybody and not worry. Now, they want you to censor comedy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's, you know, it it's, the world that we're living in today is, and, and here, and you know what, can you pull up those videos that I, I, I played? It's in that folder on that um thing. I want to play a couple of videos for you, speaking of how fucked up this world is right it's fucked up bro it's fucked it is up. it's um if you can when you get a chance there on that they folder, keep changing the law you can't say this you can't say that it's a uh, cut one and in the and it's today's date 5 25 22 and in uh play cut one and i want you to i want you to watch this for a second and then i want your opinion i'm not going to tell you what it is okay they're just going to play it and then you just just be honest with me because you know and i i really think it's gearing towards exactly what we're saying here when he gets this up here. What do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. What do you think of that? <laughs> do you, so here we are, Dude. 2022, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think of that and what society now is allowing something like that to oh, that's be crazy that's crazy man pregnant i don't see that i don't see that men are not supposed to be pregnant bro we're not no but it's not that we're not supposed to be we can't so how, not right now you can't so how is a man being pregnant but so, apple apple got some shit out right now with, with the emoji yeah a pregnant man because they're so that's corporations trying to please every single person in society but now what about if that person is teaching your kids are you okay with that no no because uh there's no way in the world you could teach my son he could have a baby so here if you could go to cut four on that now thing and i want you to watch this one and you tell me what you think here this is why we love women because they can adore that they can go through nine months what yeah watch this one so today was full of little happy gender euphoria moments. I got called Mr. Micah a lot today. Well, completely femme. And that was really heartwarming that the kids just got it. But my favorite reaction, and it sums me up so well, I feel like, is uh, I was in a new classroom and I took off my mask to blow my nose and I just hear a kid loudly whisper, oh, she's a boy. And I was like, yeah. You got it, kid. You totally got it. That's a female. No way. Yeah, that's a female. Hey. And they're teaching the kids. It's okay. With that, it's okay to do that. See, when we was growing up, there was none of that, bro. Like, gay people was on the low. They wasn't even called gay people. Like, women was called bulldaggers. I never even heard of that. You never heard of that? No, I never even heard of that. Bulldaggers. Yeah, bulldaggers. That's what the that's what gay woman was called, and you ain't really. Men were harder to to, to find than women, back then. Sixty, I mean seventies and eighties. You didn't really, you couldn't tell a gay man unless he was flaming. Yeah, like that. But everything was kept on the low. That's why when AIDS came out, everybody got it, cause then you find out who was gay. 
when AIDS came out. Because you didn't know. But the women, like a bull dagger was a straight up man. It was a woman, but. They were called butch back then. Bull dagger, butch. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. But they look manly. You know what the I mean? The haircut. The big, the, you know, wearing trousers. Yeah, sneakers. Wearing tins. Looking like a man. Yeah. So they call these people bull daggers. Butchers, you know? That was the first line. And then they started changing when they society started liking women on women through porn. You know what I mean? Then they wasn't looked at as bad as just being gay. It was almost like a sex appeal thing. Yeah. And, but only when women did it, when men did it, it was like, oh, shit, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So what you're some saying. people was like being a hypocrite. You could see women do it, but you can't see men do it. You know what I mean? Back in the day, women, bull daggers, they, regular women would stay away from them because they knew. You know what I mean? If they wasn't in that circle, if they wasn't about being gay, they could, like normal women could tell that this was a gay woman because that was their whole description. So where do you you think society goes from here when you start seeing things like that? When you start seeing here, if you could play cut two here. Now again, these are things that, these are videos on TikTok that your kids, my kids, all of our kids now are gonna be able to see and watch. I don't have any issues with gay people. I have gay friends, you know what I mean? I don't have any issues. Yeah, and I don't either, zero. I don't have any issues with gay people, but you got gay people that like in the laundromat, this dude, bro, I swear to God, if I didn't see this motherfucker Adam's apple, I would have sworn it was a female. It was a female. Yeah, and you can get caught up in that. Yeah, you now get why, up. So here, this is something on TikTok. Watch this one here. Um, today making a video that isn't like the other content that I typically make. Um, basically, I'm raising money to help fund my son's transition-related costs. I'm sharing this with his permission. No. Um, Basically, we already have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria for him. Um, We have gotten his blood work done, and we need to start him on puberty blockers as soon as possible. Okay, you can play. Now, I personally, I I didn't... I can't, I can't, I wouldn't even be this dude's neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not promoting that shit with my kid. For him to be a tranny. I'm not, I mean, if you go that way... That's what you do. But do you think it's okay for kids, like, you know, a five-year-old kid? No. Do you think that they have the no. capability of understanding that they're, I'm going to, here no, I but, am, I'm going to chop but, off my dick. But I believe at five years old, six years old, they know if they hetero or You gone. think, so yeah. you think, so. Because that's when they find out. That's when you find out, too, as a parent. When you run around, you see your son in your wife's shoes, her stilettos. The fuck? Now, don't get me wrong, we all did that. As kids, we jumped in our parents' shoes. I, no, Not I, knowing anything. Yeah, just bugging out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that shit is a consistent thing. So do you, are you saying that the way people are brought up is the way that they'll turn out? Or no, like this I'm person saying, here? No, no, I'm saying like if Or do you think son, it's in your genes? Yeah, like, you, like the kid know. The kid that's gay know. But they know at an early age. Like this motherfucker, he knew... At seven, he was going to be like. So, that. so your thing is, is this? People are born gay. They're not. Nah, in, the environment doesn't change them born into gay. It. I'm just saying they they know at an early age if they gay or if they straight. Like if you if you listen to uh, interviews or conversations with gay people, they tell you, yeah, I knew since I was eight. 
I knew since I was 12. I knew since I was nine. You know, they know because that's them. They know if they like a woman or they like a man. They know if their interests go towards a woman or towards a man. Not saying that they like dick or nothing like that, but they know. Like this man, he he shouldn't be doing that with his kid. It's like, I'm not going to, even if you is, if you go, Dad, I think I want a tranny. Well, when you get old enough, you do it on your own. I'm You're not, not paying for yeah, it. I'm not even not paying for it. I just don't want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, you was born a boy. You know, now if you turn a girl, you know I'm not gonna stop loving you, but I don't think I'm gonna be a part of that. So what do you mean by that? I'll love you, but you don't. So I'm gonna always love you because you're my kid. But regardless. you don't want you don't want the kid to be around you. That's no, 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 no. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying I don't want to be a part of the that transition. Sex change. That sex change. Like if you want to ch- cut your dick off and have him put it up in you, do that. But don't ask me to be there. At the hospital and but hold your that's hand. That's the thing too, though. But where, where do you think that that all comes from, though? Like in 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 terms of guys, right? Guys used to be used to be good to be a macho guy, like yeah. you know, a real man's man and everything like that. But you that's know, changed now. Where do you see like this whole thing going? Look, ten be, years from now, fifteen years from with now. You. Like, I was born in '69, so I was raised with neighbors that could whip you. Like, if, if my neighbor saw me doing something bad, they had permission, without having permission, to whoop my ass. And that's what it was back then. Yeah, I know what you're saying, the too, 70s, by the way. You know what I'm saying? If, you go to your friend's house, and the parent sees you doing something stupid. They'll take the wooden ass. spoon and whip your ass. And then take you home, and you'll get another ass whooping. Yes. So that's how I was raised. So that's how I raised my kids. Like, I'm, I'm like, when Tyreek was small and stuff, if he fucked up, I'd whoop his ass. I whoop his ass, yo, man. You don't, you don't cuss at your mother. My thing was with my boys, always respect your mother. Cause I lost my mother when I was sixteen. It was so much. I wish I could have said after she was gone. It was, you know, I just wish I would have been a better son, even though I wasn't a bad one. But you don't never know when your parents go, so you always wish you could have been a better kid. Like my mother was five four, a hundred and nine pounds, my whole life. And then she, before she died, she weighed 60 pounds. She caught cancer. She died right out here in Huntington. 60 pounds. So, you know, you go from seeing your mother then already, petite already to, like, skeleton. No hair like us. Cancer, radiation, she ain't had no hair. But the day before, she, the night she died, she ate everything. It's like she couldn't eat everything to save her life. But this night, she ate everything. You scared of death? No. You're not? No, I kissed Is that death. because you think you got shot and you thought you could have been there or is it just a mental thing? I kissed death a lot of times. You know, when I, as you look back, you see shit you've been through and you be like, I know I wasn't supposed to make it. Like me getting shot. You think there's some higher power that looked after you, say an angel or something like that? Or do you think that yeah. God said it's just not your time? Not, God have a plan, bro. Like when I got shot, I was, um, no, when I went to jail for the body, I was fucking up. I was getting high with the coke, you know what I mean? I had these kids, so God was like, you ain't doing what you really supposed to be doing, so I'm going to sit your ass down for a while so you can get your mar- your, your priorities Almost straight. like a timeout. Yes. So I took that, and then I beat the coke addiction from jail. Because when you don't get it, you could beat it. And I did six years without it. 
So I was like, if I did six years, but I ain't coming home to reinduce myself to this shit. Yeah. I beat it. So I stopped fucking with the coke. How much coke do you say you were just a weekend warrior? So then how, why would you say that you're addicted to it? What, did it get to the point that you were doing it more nah, than just, just the weekends? I just liked it. Nah, nah. So you're just saying like, listen, if you weren't going out on a Tuesday night and we were going out to dinner and we're having a good so, time and we had a couple of drinks, then maybe you would do a bump or two. Uh, maybe a bump. But I understand. When you fuck with coke, it ain't no such thing as a bump or two. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. When you drink it, motherfucker, that's part of the... That's like having cigarettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It goes together. Nah, when I came home from jail, I just was like, I'm fresh. And I knew that my system couldn't take it. Like a bump. I probably would OD because I'm fresh again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a second start. So my thing was why not don't even go that way because that's what caused all my first problems. You know, everything was about coke. When I got shot, when I went to jail, everything. Everything was about. So it. I was just like, I'm gonna just leave that animal alone. And then I ain't had to wash my back because I ain't selling coke no more. Now I got rid of the guns. I don't need a gun in the crib no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I ain't in that life. Now, if I got a gun in the house, it's legal. It's a shotgun. So tell me, tell me in closing here, because we got to wrap it up. Tell me about Mink now, today, mm-hmm. 2022. What's your schedule like? You know, besides the work thing, leave that out of it. We know what you're doing. But I'm talking about for, for so, leisure, to have happiness. What happiness. Are you doing? My happiness is to see my kids happy. Like, I live for my children. You know that, Joe. Yeah, obviously. You're there for them all the time. I can't have my kids wanting... I'm just there. Like, you understand what it's like. Three o'clock in the morning, you get a phone call. Now, you know, when you got sons, that three o'clock in the morning phone call is not a good call. It's nothing good. There's nothing good about waking up three o'clock in the morning, seeing your son name. Like, what happened? So, I go through that, and I always be there. I don't give a fuck if it's four o'clock in the morning, Tariq Kata called me, Dad, I need help. I'm coming. Wiping my eyes on the way. You know what I mean? My daughter's called me, I'm coming. If Sage called me from Connecticut, 3 o'clock in the morning, talking about, I hear somebody trying to break in. Call the cops, baby, I'm on my way. I'm coming. You know what I mean? Because I live for my kids. I realized when I went to jail that if I made my kids my best friends, I'll stay out of it. You living for them. Yeah. You're always putting them in your f- first. And Pam. The cocaine and Pam. And, Pam. and yeah, and your wife. Yeah, Pam too. Because Pam is a good woman, bro. Good. She talk a little bit, you know, but <laughs> if that's all I got to deal with, worried <laughs> yeah. about my wife running off her mouth, mm-hmm. like, I could deal with that. Yes. At least she ain't fucking with the dope, the coke, the mollies, this shit, teacher. Teachers talk. So, you know, I, I don't mind. Sometimes I be like, babe, I'm watching the movie. Oh, you could pause that. That means she really need to talk. Talk to me. Yeah. So I know when the, you know, I know what prevents a fight. I know what starts a fight. And I live for peace, especially with my kids. And I show them that I'm always there no matter what. If they got money or whatever, we still show support. Do you, do you, you, you said you're watching movies. Well, give me a couple of movies that you Batman. Love. You love, you're a big Batman guy. The new bat, the Batman. You see the one, the one with Robert Pattinson or whatever that guy is, the, the guy that from uh, the Vampire. Yeah, movies? yeah, he's that was horrible. What? Are that was crazy? horrible. Right. I could you see that, Eric? No, that was Yo, horrible. Don't listen to Joe. That's my white brother. <laughs> <laughs> he did his motherfucking thing. <laughs> Yo, I love that movie. Just like Spider Man. 
What was the best shows that you saw growing up? Like, what would your go-to like shows to watch on TV? Okay, this now I'm going back. Yeah, you go back because whatever it is. Whatever. Welcome back, Carter. Oh, it was a great show. Yes, that was a great show. Welcome uh, back, Carter was a great show. Uh, the Fonz, Happy Days. Happy Days was a great show too. Uh, There's eight, all your whiteness coming eight out. Is enough. <laughs> eight, eight is enough. What do you mean, whiteness? This is all they had. No, the get Jeff- out of here. Okay. I watched, I watched Jefferson's. The, the you watched Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. All right. Sanford and Son was the best. What's happening? What's happening? All yeah. those shows right there. Welcome were back, Carter. Welcome. All those shows I just said were better than the ones you said. Jefferson's was way better than. Wait, hold on now. Now, welcome back, Carter. Now the Jeffersons. Did you know Shirley Hemsley was gay as Christmas? Shirley is his wife. No, Mr. Jefferson. He's gay? He was gay as Christmas. I didn't know that. Yeah, see? Oh, really? He was gay. Yo, that shit. You can I pull wish you never told me Yo, that. you can pull him up in a picture like <laughs> I this. I had no. You can, he got a picture like this on a pink bag. But what, okay, give me, what's his name? What's his name? Shirley. What was his name? Shirley Hemsey? Well, can dude, you pull him up? Wait, the dude from uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm not doing that. We're good. The what dude from Jeffersons. Right, what was his name? Pull him up. What do you mean you're not pulling it up? It was in the Jet magazine. That's when everybody Shirley fun. was Shirley. Yo, hold up. I could tell you somebody else who was gay. Love, peace, and soul. Soul Train. I didn't watch Soul Train that much. You didn't watch the black niggas? I dance? did. I did. I, I watched it a little here and there, but it was it was Don Cornelius. Yeah, I didn't watch. I he didn't was watch. gay too. My favorite shows were Sanford and Son, What's Happening. I love what's happening to JJ and all that yeah. JJ Walker, um, but my, my my thing was Red I, Fox died broke. He brought he died broke, but I loved him. He was he was too. as as good as it gets. But again, the Jeffersons too. I, gay yeah. or not gay? Yeah, he was good. He was he was great. What about the uncle on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He died, but he was gay too. You know who I started watching, and I can't believe that it was going on back then because you never see it right now. Is the Archie Bunker? Yeah, he was as racist as this ever. They made that show, racist. and that was I can't. I watched it all in the family. Yeah, all in the family. All in the family. And, but you know when he stopped becoming racist, when George Jefferson had to give him a drug plan, a, a blood transfusion. Remember he? That's right. George <laughs> Jefferson would come on the show. They would do it. Yeah. That was great when they used to he do said, that. They don't do that anymore. So they was getting ready to burn crosses in front of somebody's house. He and Archie Bunker just had the drug, the blood transfusion. He said, you don't want to do that because then I'm going to have to come down there with all my people. So the dude said, what people? He said, the blacks. Archie <laughs> Bunker was the man. He was I love Archie Bunker. I do too. You know, he wasn't really racist, just like they say Elvis Presley was racist. I don't believe that. I don't believe Elvis. And I was alive when he was alive. Like, I remember when he died. You're talking about Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. Yo, Elvis, I, I like Elvis. You got this guy pulled up? The only thing I can find is rumors. Yeah, so him. This is rumors. It's nothing yeah, he was gay. No, he was gay. Although there's an article that said he had an LSD lab in his basement. Again, an a, LSD lab. Rumor, so he I died, though. But yeah, he was gay. Him, the uncle from fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, he was gay, too. A couple of people. So, you know, but they did their thing. But... You couldn't let people know then. Not then. That not then. Not then. Not like now. Now, now it's, it's What's the gay rapper? What the fuck is this nigga name? Uh Oh, you're talking about uh Old Town Road yeah. gonna Nas X. Nas X. No, this motherfucker. He make me not want to be black. Like take out all the blackness out of my DNA. <laughs> this motherfucker. I think he's got more whiteness than you. Yo, man, this motherfucker just came <laughs> out. Did you see his video? No, I didn't see the camera. We can't play it either. Don't. Don't. 
You know, we're not allowed. We never won't be allowed this to play. This motherfucker, man. It's like niggas in thongs. <laughs> Hammer, what the fuck? And you like, ah, like you a bitch. Oh, I can't take it. Uh, so he had beef. Rumored. rumored. Was rumored to be gay and lived with a male friend for more than 20 years inside personal life. Sherman Hensley. Yeah, he was gay. Black people know he was gay. <laughs> Black people know. Yeah. Okay. We all know he was gay. White people do too. Listen, I gotta tell you, man, I love having you come on this show. Yo, invite me back. Yeah, man. I love Sick. I love having you on. Cause you know what it is? You get you get real you. Yeah. You know, man. when there's no there's no sugarcoating anything. Is that what you made sure that you do in your life? You're always when you whoever One you're way. around. That's right. And I And here, I love that shirt too. Create your own lane. Tell me a little right. about what you mean by, like so, when you wear that, what does that mean for you? This is me. This is everything I've been through and I'm still here. And I came through the storm. I weathered the storm. You know what I mean? Like, all black people don't do that. Especially when you come up on the streets. When you don't have no discipline or nothing like that. When you just got yourself. But there's always a point in your life when you realize. You just got to run with that. When you realize. Like, I never look back. After the, after the jail thing with me, I just, I changed my life. But I'm, you don't look back and regret. You can't. It's but, difficult to do that. Because if, if you live in regret, you're always living in the past. But... The thing is, but I, I still haven't forgiven myself for the body. It's like I live and I, I have fun, but it's days I wake up crying because I knew that I did that. Do you do that because you're afraid that you know if there is a heaven, you're not going to go to it? It's just my conscience. I'm, my, but but what about that? Do you ever think that because you're going to go to the gates? You know, let's just. You know, I'll be like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let me check your shit. Yeah, but you had a body on yeah, you. And but you, you, took a, you took a life, but, and we're not going to allow you in here. Do you, did you? Are you afraid of that? No, because I, I would be. I saved a life too. So I, you think that you have a, a no? I just a, like a mulligan. No, you know what it is. Like I know I had in God's eyes, I had a lot of making up to do. So before my godmother died, let me just tell you the story right quick. I used, when I was locked up, I used to call her and be like, Mom, before I go to bed at night, I always say, I'm sorry to the lady that I did this to. I, I always apologize to her. So my mother was like, my godmother, she was like, stop doing that because she's in a better place than you. What you do is you ask God for his forgiveness. So that's what I started doing. And when I started doing that, like, stressful things in my life will disappear like you know but I still haven't forgiven myself for taking a life cause if I talk about like I'm surprised I ain't crying now usually I cry about when I talk about Miss Gunther cause she was a beautiful person you know what I mean and I didn't mean that that was an accident on my part but it was also negligence you know reckless you know I shouldn't I was 30 years old I shouldn't have did that what, what type of example was I sent for my kids you know but I deal with that shit and sometimes I think about it, and I just reflect on that, like, cause I don't want to kill nobody, and if I have to kill anybody from this point on, it's gonna be over my kids, or Pam. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want that life, cause you I, never had that life. It wasn't it wasn't I, yeah. intentional, like you're saying. But here's the crazy thing, Joe. This is a true story. I'm locked up. This is like <laughs> two years after sleep, and I have a dream where. God put me in the house to, I witnessed it. Like after I shot the gun, I was in the house and I seen this shit go down. And I woke up crying and I went to my friend's bunk two o'clock in the morning. 
And he was like, yo, what's up? I was like, yo, man, I didn't mean it. He just looked at me like, what the fuck? What, what, you ain't mean what, nigga? Hey, you mean to kill that lady? He just sat up on his bed like this. He said, let me get some water, man. And we talked to 6 o'clock in the morning. Even the police just didn't fuck with us. I just cried. I had to let it out. That's the first time I was able to release two years after I've been in jail. It could have been my baby mother, too. Well, you know what? Maybe because that whole time in the two years, you were on defense mode. You're trying yeah. to get the best bid. You were trying to get no, out. You know, no, you know, but no, I'm just no. saying, like, you're I'm trying. I'm upstate. No, but I'm saying before, oh, you were already I'm two up, years I'm upstate. Yeah, I'm upstate. Oh, okay. No, this is okay. two years after. I'm upstate. I'm, I, eight months after the shit happened, I went upstate. Quickly, though, because, again, we're running out of time here. Just real quick, I remember you said something that I want to now come back to. You said the people that shot your best friend, the white dudes, they got caught yeah. while you were in jail. How'd that take place? What happened? How'd so, they get caught? So, like, Eric, he, he sold crack. Eric, the guy that died, your yeah. best friend. Okay. Like, he sold bass, right? So, he had a customer. And his sister, the customer's sister, lived in Brooklyn. Now, in Brooklyn, at that time, they had corners. $2 corner, dollar corner, $3 corner. That's how they made their money in Brooklyn. In Long Island, was none of that. If you call my beat me, it was $40 and better. So we make $40 with one call where in Brooklyn, it takes yeah, like four or five a, times. Yeah. You know, it takes maybe an hour and a half, two hours. selling nickel bags. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. So the people from Brooklyn knew it was a come up out here. So the the sister was with them when they came to rob us. She got caught on some unrelated shit and told. That's it. That's it. These people don't These understand. These dudes got life without the possibility of parole in the feds. They was doing crazy shit. Like me and Eric was the beginning. They kill mad people, pick you know, people, kids up, throw them in a ceiling. People don't realize, these criminals don't realize it's a numbers game because it might not be you directly doing something stupid like driving around with a gun yeah. and get caught and then all of a sudden your whole life, then all, they break into your house, they do a search warrant, it all happens. All it has to be, especially these people that are dealing drugs, is the person you're selling to could be selling to somebody else who gets caught and says, I know a name. And then that name trickles down. But you know how that goes. It's like I can have 10 keys in my house. Police can know about it. But as long as I don't make a sale, they can't come up. They can't even get a warrant to come up in Good there. For your personal use. Yeah, you know what I mean? They can't even get a warrant. So it's all about how you do it. Yeah, but then what happens is once they're tipped off, now they'll sit in front of your house and yeah. see what you're doing. Yeah. They'll, they'll bug your house, they'll yeah. bug your cell phone, yeah. your email, all that stuff, and but, now they set you up. But now, that's only like that if you're dealing with opioids, heroin, Xanax, Oxys, Roxys. If you got coke now. Fentanyl. Yeah. If you got coke now, you're good. Well, I don't know about that because now you're they mix it with fentanyl. Yeah, they mix it with fentanyl. fentanyl. And I don't, I, don't, I don't get that. Because fentanyl is a downer. Coke is an upper. That's like taking a speedball. Well, they bust your heart. Well, they're making more money because they cut it up. You know why fentanyl is so big now? You know why it's so big? Why? Because they legalize weed. When they legalize weed, it fucked up the Mexican cartels run with the weed. So now they only focus on fentanyl. That's it. That's why fentanyl is everywhere. Because they legalize weed. It's interesting. 
Do the statistics. Tell your boy to pull it up. It's interesting. So you're saying that that's why it's not legalized federally, though, but you're talking about anywhere like in New York here, it's legal. Wherever weed is legal, legal. that's where the it fentanyl crime up. is high. It fucked up the Mexican cartel's weed package. They can't sell a weed no more. So what they do, they create fentanyl. They create Xanax. They create, if you notice right now, our teenagers is dying from Xanax, press Xanax, Press Roxy's because it got the fentanyl in it. And you can't put this much in a fucking anything. Because if you touch fentanyl, you die. You die. So if you put anything in a pill or anything, you're fucked up. And yo, Kyrie got lost like four friends behind that. Fent, they all OD. Yeah, it's crazy what's going on, man. So I'm glad my kids ain't in that part of the game. And I tell them, yo, the coke ain't no different. Don't be out there getting drunk, want to take a bump. You might not never wake never up. Never wake up. Yeah. I know. It's fucking crazy. It's fuck. That's why I stick with the weed. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I stick with the weed. The legalized <laughs> weed that's illegal. <laughs> Yo, Mink. I, I love, love you, you Joe. Man. I love you, too. Big Thank bro. you so much. Thank you so much. Yo, invite I really me appreciate back. It. Yeah, of course. I'll bring some strippers up here. I'll make sure our wives don't know. <laughs> All right, so listen, we're going to wrap it up here. If you get a chance, go to our YouTube Wait, page. Wait, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. I want to say something about that kid that killing people in Buffalo. Uh, it's a fucked up situation for that young Buffalo. man. Buffalo. Yesterday was Texas. No, you're going, no, to, you're Buffalo. going to Buffalo, yeah. reason why I want to go to Buffalo is because that boy, he don't know what he did. You say you hate black people like that, and then you go somewhere and kill black people like that. Where are you going to end up? You're going to end up somewhere like Clinton, Elmira. Uh, it would be Comstock, a federal charge. Right? We're black people. Now you live amongst black people. You hate these people your whole life. Now you live. What you think is going to happen? I, I got to tell you the truth. In my opinion, in, in, in cases like this, I think there's a bigger problem. And I think the bigger problem is, is what you were just talking about right before it. All these kids, there's a lot of mental issues now. There's drugs. People, these kids, there's these kids have mental issues, and I don't care if it's black, yeah, yeah. white, mental whatever. Issues, Maybe you had the people, you had the person in in, in 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 Waukesha, Wisconsin, that black guy that on Christmas Day runs through everybody yeah. and kills nine people. I don't think it's. First of all, I blame the media yeah. because the media they want you. And me to hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want us to hate each other because that sells. Yeah. You put that right up top. And then you have the politicians, and I honestly believe this, I, you have the white politicians still using a form of slavery on black people, yeah. keeping them in social programs so, prison, so they can't get out. Prison is, the f is slavery, right? But... Like, when I was upstate, they treated white people fucked up in prison, the guards, because they didn't feel like this spot was designed for them. So they treated them extra bad so they won't come back. It's like, interesting. I didn't think yo, about that. I, I saw it in my own eyes how white cops treat white criminals. Almost as a father figure disciplining their child and saying, I got to fuck you up here so you don't meanwhile, go back and touch that and do that again. Meanwhile, they fucking up niggas, but they know niggas is their job security. Niggas and spicks. So they ain't going to do them too dirty because they know they coming back. But them white people, they treat them motherfuckers. Shut up. 
Because they don't want them to come back. You know, but, but if that's the case, that's really bad. And I think the whole, even the whole criminal system, I think is crazy because, you know, my clientele, I would say 70% is black. Right, right. You know what I mean? And maybe it fluctuates here and there. My thing is, and what's going on in societies, how do we, there's an issue. There's an issue in Chicago. There's yeah. an issue in Baltimore. Why aren't we going in there and fixing the problem? So instead of saying, oh, it's just their culture. It's it the way they do things. It don't benefit no. the government. To because fix they keep that. making money. Yeah. It don't benefit the government. Just like it don't benefit somebody for us not to have bail reform. Somebody's coming off with that. You so, mean somebody's make, getting rich off of it? Yes. yes. That's why it ain't going in. And the whole, to, I think the whole thing is trying to corrupt. blame it on Republicans. I think the whole thing is corrupt. No. Get reform. Get bail back, bro. Get bail back. It's fucked up out here. You got people. People want to feel safe. People want to walk the that's streets why, and feel safe. That's why everybody got a gun. Because they want to feel safe. Because they know at any given moment, especially in the city, you can get shot, stabbed, or pushed in front of a train. One last question here. Do you think if everybody had a gun, there would be less gun violence? Yeah. Like, oh, if, yeah. like there wouldn't be a shooting in Buffalo. There wouldn't yeah. be a shooting in Texas. Because repercussions is real. And you know, if I'm looking at you and you looking at me, we both got guns. There's a chance I could die too. And if you go off on me and say yeah. something stupid, you push my wife, that's you do right. it. That's it. But we don't want it to come to that. We don't want. That's like white, black America going against each other. It's fucked up. White and black should never go against each other. I got to tell you, I agree with you 100%. I, th I think I this love is white people. Well, this is the thing. This is what I think. This is our land. This is our home. Yeah. Let's just. Put all, but again, it doesn't. You and I can say that, but when you put on the TV, they don't want that because that. it's all about this. That's it. That's you, all it's about. How do we make money? How do we stir the pot? You can't be a celebrity and t and say nothing out of context. You got to watch everything you say, even as a comedian. Look, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock for some shit that he, wasn't even bad. Wasn't even, he was giving the bitch a compliment. Jane too, you know what Jane did? Yeah, yeah. Not only that, she was she a bad bitch. And not only that, she's gorgeous. You you're talking about a white girl who was it? A uh, Demi, Demi Moore, Moore. She, who's flat out beautiful, and Jada Pinkett is beautiful. Yeah. So it really wasn't a it wasn't well, really a backhanded slap or anything like that. But he ain't really hurt Chris with it. It's just like no, that's an embarrassment. Not for Chris. Not for Chris, man, because his status went up. His everything went up with him. Will, look, he's borrowed no, he's from the Oscar for 10 years. Motherfucker, you 54. You borrowed, you ain't making no movies at 64. Yeah, I know. Where you can get, you ain't Clint Eastwood, you, motherfucker. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You ain't Clint Eastwood, motherfucker. Yeah. That's my man. You know, Clint can do that shit at 85. Clint Eastwood, he's almost 90 now. Yeah, and he still can get put up for Oscar because he's that dude. I know. I like know. Sean Connery. Motherfucker, you ain't Sean Connery. I know. You ain't 007, motherfucker. You Will Smith. <laughs> You ain't even the first Prince of Bel-Air, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to wrap it up here. Again, go to our YouTube page. Mink, I love you, baby. I love you, you're too, You're the best. Baby. I know I would get it raw from you. I know yes. I would. That's why you're a great great person, and you're a great friend. I love and you, And I want to say that, and I, and I really appreciate our friendship and everything that you do. And, you always look out for me. And, and America I, needs to know Joe's white and I'm black, and we love each other because I pay my motherfucking bills. <laughs> Dick. I love you, baby. <laughs> and with that being said, we are out. Peace. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>